Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Um, like I said, friends, thanks for coming. And um, I've been raking my mind things to talk about, and, and all I seem to keep coming up with is showing people that uh, there is going to be a government set up that we can depend on, that we can rely on. Um, and we, I believe... We, we need to find out and learn about this. You know, it's like going on a trip. If we were going to go on a trip somewhere, you know, we want to plan, you know. Uh, we want to prepare for it, see how much money we have, uh, where we're going, how to get there, what's the best route, um, you know, and, and learn from others so we don't make so many mistakes going. So we'll ask others, you know, what they think sort of thing. So preparing basically for God's government, we need to know a little bit about it you know, how it's set up. It's like uh, even the government nowadays, you know, if we want to, you know, do something specific, you know, even if we go into another country, we got to learn a little bit about that government, you know, what that government expects or wants of us, or we're not allowed there. You know, we just can't do whatever we choose sort of thing. So it's, it's the same with God's government. We need to find out uh, how it's set up, what it's all about, um, you know, what rules apply, you know, like the Old Testament or the, the New Testament. Do we have to do certain things to be a part of this government, um, you know, or not? You know, are, are certain things like in the Old Testament really necessary for us to do now? Like we don't sacrifice, you know, we don't sacrifice animals. We don't have to do that. That, that had a purpose back then. There was a reason for that back then. And, and things change. Things grow. Things mature times change and there's going to be different different rules you know that we have to abide by uh when jesus came on the earth to to tell us people that you know he was setting up a kingdom he was setting up a government and here's what we got to do to be a part of it it's not the same as hi beep beep um so like i'm just rambling on here but i hope that i can keep people following what what i'm thinking and um with with God's government, we know that it, it it's going to be the best. You know, um, I don't know whether I got any scriptures in mind here. We, if God if God does take over the earth and, and the heavens, like the Bible says He's going to do, um, we know it's going to be all love. You know, it's going to be um, with Jesus as as the King. And one thing I want to mention, I think this will draw people's interest a little bit here. With God's government that he's going to set up, it's going to be a heavenly government. And the Bible talks about the amount of men and women that are going to be a part of this government. And the Bible talks about 144,000. Okay? This is a government that's going to be set up. And the reason um, he's using people from the earth. Remember when Jesus went to heaven, he says, um, I'm going to make a place for you. And they're going to rule as kings and priests 
I can find scriptures, um, you know, to to back up kind of what, what I've learned here. Um, just reading what you're saying here, Mike. The old rules still apply. Jesus was the sacrifice, so we do not sacrifice animals anymore. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like I say, some things change, and some things we still have to abide by, like the Ten Commandments and things like that. But as as an example, Mike, we do not have to sacrifice animals. So there's certain things back then we don't have to do. You know, they had to eat their, their meals sometimes um, in certain ways. They had to cook in certain ways. You know, there were certain things and rules that they had to abide by. But now, now there's certain things that we have to do now. See, they weren't looking back then. They weren't looking forward to God's kingdom because it wasn't set up yet. You see, when Jesus came, that's when he said to his disciples, I am setting up a, a, a kingdom. I am setting up a government. Do you want to be part of it? You know, he said to his disciples. And then he told them to go out and teach other people because there's going to be other people that we will be a part of this government that God's going to set up. And it talks about in Daniel and Revelations about 144,000 that are going to be a part of this government. Hi, guest six. We're talking about um, the, a government that, uh, the government that God's going to set up. Okay? If we, folk, if, if we try to learn uh, what God's government is going to do for us, um, that gives us some sort of direction in life, where to go. And all this stuff that we're studying in common law, I trust trust law, man. <laughs> oh, boy, wish people to use names. Trust. I trust. Anyway, um, just talking about uh, God's kingdom and, and what's going to happen and what the Bible says that, uh, you know, his his government's all about. Um, what I'm trying to say, if, if we can focus on what God's government is and what direction we have to go to get there, um, we'll have a better path. You know, we'll have a better road um, in our life where we're going. Um, because being directed by God and Jesus, basically, um, you know, we're not going to be tripping and falling all the time. You know, like we are right now, we're we're fighting with the worldly governments. Maybe not fighting, but we're dealing with the worldly governments. And we we really don't know which direction to go. You know, we're all over the place. You know, we're 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 children trying to um, play in a system that is unrighteous, that is evil. You know, so by by learning about God's government and what he's what he's doing, um, and how we can become a part of it will give us the best direction um, in our lives. We'll have a focus, you know. Um, I was just saying, yes, six and trust in all law, or trust law, man, that um, in the Bible it talks about 144,000 that are going to rule um, with Christ and are, are going to be uh, subjects of this government. And these 144,000 obviously are coming from the earth, Okay, and the, and the reason he uses um, these men and women is because they've been through what we've been through. They know what we've been through, and when God decides that this is the end of this system, these hundred and forty-four thousand are going to be able to help us. How he does it, you know, it'll be a spiritual thing. It'll be a training process. The Bible says that there's going to be new scrolls opened. There's going to be new books. You know, it's going to be like a new Bible. There's going to be new scrolls because it's going to be 
a, a new time in life, you know, a, a new system, a, a new government, a new order. Careful about those numbers. That is a Bible version thing. Mike is saying here, careful about those numbers. That is a Bible version thing. Um, I don't know how I can be careful about the numbers, Mike, because um, that's the numbers that are in the Bible. So, you know, if it's wrong, then I'm being misled, right? And, And I'm misleading you. But let me see here. If we want to talk about the 144,000, um, if you, if you, friends, if you have your your Bible handy, um, this is an excellent scripture here. Um, I better double check which one it is. <laughs> Revelations. In Revelations. And I know that kind of gets you, Mike. When I speak Revelations, for some reason, you just, ah, Revelations. Revelations chapter 14. One one to three. You have a different Bible than most. No, no, well, read it in the King James or whatever you've got, Mike. Like I can pull out a King James and I can pull you up the same scripture and we can we can talk about it. You know, if you if you want to look up in Revelations, it's talking about the hundred and forty four thousand that are gonna rule with Christ. Down in number three, Revelations chapter fourteen and down in verse three, it says that no one was able to master that song but the 144,000 who have been brought or bought from the earth. 144,000 have been brought from the earth. Okay. That's just one scripture, of course. Um I'm just I'm just um trying to get my thoughts together here friends. Sorry. I'm not very good at this, but if I can get if, if I can get one point across tonight that would be super. Um in Daniel it talks about this government too, this kingdom. Now remember remember in uh, when we pray, you know, the Lord's prayer. It's our Father who art in heaven. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let your kingdom come. And like I said, the Bible, the whole Bible theme is all about the kingdom. It's all about the new government, the new rule, new order. If you want to call it whatever. Um, hi, Van Kiembama too. <laughs> Welcome. We're just talking about God's kingdom, his uh, government that he's going to set up, uh, which is going to um, rid this world, rid this system of, of, of this wicked system, basically. Van Ki in Bama. <laughs> Thank you. 
Van Kiambama. Thank you for that pronunciation. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just talking about, uh, like I said, God's kingdom, his government that he's going to set up. I think it's important, especially for us in common law, that we um, really understand what, what's really happening out there. You know, because it's deeper. It's deeper than what, what we're seeing. We're seeing all the, the bad things that are going on in the system. But, you know, it, and we're crying, you know, for some sort of truth. And it, and it's in the Bible if you want to believe it. If you don't, well, then I don't know where else you're going to go to get to get any, any hope, put it that way. Anyway, the scripture in Daniel that I wanted to mention is in Daniel 2 is to help convince people about this, this government, okay? This is what I'm trying to do here. This government, this kingdom, this, this new order that's going to happen through God and His Son, Jesus. But anyway, in Daniel 2, verse 44, it says, In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be brought to ruin. And the kingdom itself will not be passed on to any other people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, and it itself will stand to time indefinite. So if we believe in God and if we believe in the Bible, we can be reassured that he is going to set up a kingdom um, that will stand to time indefinite. Um, it's going to be, you know, with, with God and Jesus, the love from them, the, the way the earth was supposed to be in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it, it it's not obviously not going to be run like uh, the world is right now. It's going to be peaceful. It's going to be love and um, that's about it. You know, it's just, it's just going to be wonderful. Um, I just see a, I've got here a, a footnote of a scripture to add to that, First Peter 3 and 7. I'll read it. Find it, First Peter 3 and 7. It's just a reference scripture that I, I don't even know what it says. But Sorry, friends, I've got myself lost. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. Like I said, I'm all over the place. I know that. I'm just trying to get some points across. And if anybody's got any questions, you know, throw some questions at me. That helps because I don't know where to go. You know, I don't. I don't want to just babble on and and um, you know, not not have anything. That's going to interest anybody. Um, I'm just. I did write some things down today, and um, to do a little bit of research. Why it's important. Thanks, Ron. Thanks very much. Um, I guess the feeling that I'm having is is that it's important to people, for, for us men and women, to believe 
that God is going to do something here. You know, and and it's nice to be able to to study in the Bible and find out and and and, and know how He's going to set up this kingdom. You know how it's going to work, and then we have an idea of what we need to do to be a part of it. Um, I had a scripture here from Matthew six and thirty three. Um, in Matthew, Matthew said that this was the time, I guess, when Jesus was talking with his disciples. He said, keep on them, in Matthew 6 and 33, he said, keep on them seeking first the kingdom and its righteousness. Okay, we, we've got to keep studying. We've got to keep researching, finding out about this kingdom. That's That's the main theme of the Bible. Is, is God's kingdom. That's what we want. That's what we want to be a part of. So, to continue here, what it says in Matthew 6 and 33, um, it says, keep on then seeking first the kingdom and its righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Okay? So if we make that our priority first, trying to find out what God's got going and, and what's going to be happening... Um, we'll become more knowledgeable. Hi, beep beep. <laughs> I'm trying to watch the chat too. So we'll become more knowledgeable, you know, and and we'll see past even this common law, you know, like not the common law. We'll, we'll see more. We'll, more will be added to us um, because we will become wiser because the governments. Um, the authorities and the the way this whole world is going, it's like they're going around in circles. Um, multitask, talky talk, and follow chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm nervous. You know, like I really want, I don't want to be a bore and I don't want to ramble on and I wish I had, uh, I, I hope I have something that is interesting to people. And uh, I'd really like if anybody's got any questions. You know, that, that seems to help me because I don't know if where I'm going is, is interesting. Um, but anyway, that's the focus I, I, I want to play with tonight is, is just getting people to to realize that's that's what we need to do is find out about God's kingdom because that will make us wiser by studying the Bible and finding out about Jesus God. Because he says, you hang with the wise, you become wise. You hang with the stupid, you're going to become stupid. Um, and I don't know of any other source that's any wiser than the Bible. Uh, most of us can admit that if everybody followed the Bible, it would be a great world to live in. And we can't do that because of this disease that we got, you know, imperfection. We make mistakes. Do you see... Okay, thank you, um... Yank Obama, too. Do you see God's kingdom on earth or as in heaven? Sonia, you will be willing to take non-theological questions? Is your talk so? I think others may have questions. If, yeah, any questions. I don't care even if it's... I don't care. That's what it's all about, eh? I don't know it all, but if you, you get some questions, then that's how we learn. Um... Yeah. Anyway, I, would, I just want to say with um, Yankee Obama, do you see God's kingdom on earth as in heaven? Um, 
Well, since God is in heaven and Jesus left here when he was resurrected and went to heaven, Robin, okay, yeah, thanks, Robin, yeah. Um, so Jesus went to heaven and God's in heaven and no man can ever see God. The Bible says no man can see God and yet live. So, you know, he's, it's like staring into the sun. We are not going to see God. We can't. He didn't make us to see him. So, and he didn't make us to see spirits. Spirits have to materialize. Angels have to materialize into a form where we can actually see them. And so this government is going to be a heavenly government. It says that God's, um, if I find a scripture here, um, in amongst, you know, what I've been, my books and things that I've been studying, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to write this down here. Uh, government, government in heaven. So, just like he is ruling the earth right now from heaven, and like Satan right now is is misleading everyone here on the earth right at this moment. He's allowing it for a period of time for a reason, but um, he is in full control of everything. Look at the universe. You know, look at the earth, the way it, it continues to go. That his power is is you know, we can see it. We can feel it. We can see it. He is in full control, but he's allowing things to go on. So anyway, his government is going to be run from heaven. The way things are run, like now, we don't understand a lot of it, but he's in heaven, and here in the Bible, when I was reading about the 144,000, they are going to rule, and here's a scripture, okay? I just don't have it in front of me, but the 144,000 that are taken from the earth and taken to heaven when they die um, are going to rule as kings and priests over the earth. That's what the Bible says. We know you from Skype talk. Okay, I'm just reading here. Beep, beeps, talking. Okay. Skype talk, Robin. Okay, cool. Anyway, so, yeah, the heavenly government is going to be in heaven. It, that's where it's going to be run from because that's what's called in the Bible the heavenly government. And they will rule over the earth. Now, how everything works, we don't know yet. There's some things we do know. But, like I said in Revelations, it says that there will be new scrolls opened at the end of this system when God does what he's got to do here to... to basically crush and put an end to these kingdoms. That's what I just read a little while ago. He's going to crush and put an end to these kingdoms, um, to these governments. The 144,000 are in the throne with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've learned, Robin. So, you know, it's it's going to be a, a nice government. What's going to happen here now on the earth? Like when when God cleans things up here for us, and, and we step into the new day, say like tomorrow, whatever, if God came tonight, whatever, and Jesus, we're going to live for a thousand years. During that time, God's government is going to rule. We are going to grow to perfection. At, the, at that thousand year point, we will be perfect. The earth will be cleaned up. Everything will be restored uh, the way God had meant it to be in the beginning. But it's going to take a thousand years. It's going to take us time. He doesn't do everything. You know, he's not impatient. We're impatient. He doesn't do everything in a hurry. He, everything grows with him. Like from a baby, 
you know, when we have a child or, or you know, when the animals have babies. And in life itself, life itself, grow, plants grow from a seed. Everything takes time. He's not going to just change us over with the snap of the fingers and we're going to be perfect. We're going to grow into it because we are babies. You know, we're like children in comparison to knowing God and knowing the wisdom of God. You look around the, the earth itself and the heavens, how little do we know? So during this thousand years, you know, we'll, we'll reach perfection. And, um, you know, what's going to happen in between there with people that don't want to do it or whatever, you know, don't follow? We, you know, it's hard to say what's, what's going to happen with ones that become rebellious within that thousand years. Uh, give me a moment here, I'll read. Yes, I agree, the thousand-year reign of Christ, the mediator, to bring all to perfection. At the same time, Satan is bound for a thousand years. Yes, yeah, he'll be chained, bound, you're right, for that thousand-year period. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah, he won't be to be destroyed until... At <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm afraid of going too far here because I don't want to confuse people but if I can just ramble on and then we'll just see where it goes eh? now during that thousand year reign there will be resurrections resurrections of our loved ones you know resurrection of many 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 people the Bible says that there will be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous I've lost five in my family, my father and mother and my three younger sisters. And um God willing I and 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 if I make it if I'm pleasing to God and and make it into the new system, I will have an opportunity to see my mother and father again and, and my sisters and, and friends that I've lost and stuff like that. So we don't know who God's gonna resurrect, but he does say there will be a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. And the reason for that is during this thousand-year reign, these men and women are going to be resurrected and given the opportunity to know God, given the opportunity to live in the paradise earth, to grow, to, to learn about God, and, and, and come to that, that point. Because a lot of people have not had the opportunity to get to know God. And the Bible says that everyone will have an opportunity to get to know God, and if they choose to to follow Jesus, and we follow in those footsteps and, and we go off into that road, um, we have an opportunity of, of living in a, in a perfect state. But after that thousand years has ended, the reason Satan is bound for the, those thousand years is Satan, unfortunately, will be let loose again. To, he, the Bible says for a short period of time he will be let loose after that thousand year period to tempt the nations again. <laughs> so, um, and what will happen, a lot of people that have, have learned about God and chose not to really follow him, they will be tempted and they, and they will fall out. They will fall out after this thousand-year period of living here on the earth in a paradise. And, um, and then that will be the end of everything. Satan will be, will be destroyed. There will be no false religion there will be no uh, no governments misleading us. Um, we will have an opportunity to to live here on the earth forever in a beautiful earth and and a 
God's purpose, God's plan. Um, it's just so wonderful, you know. To it's not easy. It's not easy at all, and nobody can say it is, you know. But the main thing I think I thought was was learning all this kind of stuff first, kind of getting the basic outline of what God's plan is, and and what do we do to to, to become a part of it. Um, I don't know whether, I think everybody's heard this scripture. Find it here. John 17 and 3. You know, I should, you know what I'm going to do? In case everybody ever comes back to the, you know, the show or something, I'm just going to put the scriptures that I'm talking about in here. John 17 and 3. And it says, This means everlasting life. They're taking in knowledge of you, the only true God, and of the one whom you sent forth, Jesus Christ. Okay, and um, Robin, you, just a little further down, you, you were talking about the God's kingdom on earth or in heaven. Uh, in number five, it says, So now, Father, glorify me along... This is Jesus talking. He says, Now, Father, glorify me alongside yourself with the glory that I had alongside you before the world was. So Jesus was already there with God because Jesus was the first creation, okay? And they did everything together. So Jesus was saying, please glorify me alongside you um, with the glory that I had before. You know, and of course more glory because he's, you know, he's he's got more glory from the things he was doing anyway. But this government is going to be a heavenly government, and he will it will be organized somehow here on the earth. I don't know exactly how, but it will be organized. You know, there will be new scrolls, new books, you know, maybe another Bible. Something, you know, maybe a maybe we meet together and study the Bible and, and God gives us a spirit and we learn. Like God can do that. Um so I'm gonna try and follow here, I'll just read the chat again. And this is life eternal that they might know the the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Okay. Yeah. Life eternal. I'm putting in scriptures. Yeah, that's great. Robin, thank you. Yeah, that that's nice. You know, like, I appreciate that. Because, um, you know, I'm not perfect either, and everybody sees scriptures differently, and this this is great to have the scriptures in there, and we just ramble on and, and uh, kind of get the sense of what's going on here. And, um, you know, because if we don't know which road we're heading on and we don't know the path how to get there, then then we've really got a problem. I was reading a scripture earlier, and I'm not sure where it was, but it says, um, like, talking about paths or roads, which direction we're going. It says something like this. Broad and spacious is the road leading off into destruction. It's big, big road, okay? But narrow and cramped, narrow and cramped 
is the road leading off into eternal life. So very few are going to get on, be able to get on this road and stay on it. As we can see with the world, the majority of the world doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in Jesus, and it's getting so wicked. You know, the majority, then that's what the Bible says, very, very few are going to get this road and get on this road and be able to stay on it. It's cramped, it's narrow. Oh, super, Matthew 17 and 3. Enter ye in at the street gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there will be which go in there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're very fortunate to know this um, because it's like a miracle itself that we even know. You know, God has allowed us to to get this far, to to even have this conversation, to even know or even apprehend or contemplate that that there may be a God and Jesus. So he's actually calling us because he knows our heart conditions. Sorry, the text cut off. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I know it only lets you put a couple of sentences in Robin A and then, you know, throws you right off, and then you got to do some more. But thank you for putting those scriptures in. I appreciate that. really do. Um, lost my train of thought. Oh, it's a miracle itself that we have this knowledge because the world is so blinded. Like, you know when we talk to people about common law, and they just look at us like, duh, what are you talking about? They they can't see. You know, like, not not that we see everything, you know, but I, I think we're very fortunate um, to even know because I believe somewhere in the Bible it says basically it's a miracle in itself that we are able to see. That's only because God has allowed us to see. He's given us the opportunity. Now is our opportunity to get to know him and get to know what's happening here and what's, what's, what's going to be going on. So we either take the time to search it out or, or brush it off, whatever we want to do. And it's not an easy road, and I know because I've been on it for quite a while, and it's tough, and it's tough. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm in this, wherever I am here in life for a reason, you know, but I really have this desire to share it with people, that's for sure, and, and we're expected to do that. That's what Jesus said to his disciples, you know, go. He sent them out, sent them out by twos. He said, go with money, don't go with money, whatever. He sent them out in specific orders. You know, he said, here's where you go, this is what you do. Somebody doesn't want to listen, wipe the dust off your feet. Leave in peace. Wipe the dust off your feet. Leave your dust there at their place, basically. But, um, no, it is a miracle itself that we, we, we have this knowledge because the world is blinded. And we could be blinded, too. But we're not. He's given us this opportunity. So I think he's actually calling us because otherwise we wouldn't be able to see. We wouldn't be allowed to see if we didn't have the heart condition. So it must be the heart. He sees something in our heart. We're looking for truths. Uh, We want love. We want real, real love, real truths. And uh, we don't like the world the way it is. That's why we're we're searching. We're searching for real truth. And uh, we're very fortunate to, you know, to be where we are. And uh, anyway, um, I'm kind of at a, Duh here. I don't know. Um, I'm just looking at my book and my papers and 
the stuff that I've been studying to see if I can strike up a a thought here. Um, I think I've kind of got my point across a little bit about the, the heavenly government. There's going to be 144,000 that are going to rule as kings and priests. Um, we will be subjects here on the earth because I think I just read you a scripture a little while ago. I can't remember which one. I'm, I'm just capping here. They will be kings and priests over the earth. Like, if there's going to be a government, they've got to be a government of something, so it's going to be here on the earth. And there's the scriptures for that, but I just don't know where they are right offhand. Um, and I've mentioned many times, and I don't want to go over the same thing again. In Isaiah, um, there's many, many scriptures that tell what we're going to do here on the earth, if anybody's interested. I'm trying to be positive all the time. I'm, I'm trying to get people to to get interested. There's scriptures that talk about uh, we will reside with the animals. Children will reside with the animals in peace. They will do no harm. Different types of animals. It talks about different types of animals laying down together, eating together. Animals will actually eat hay and straw and vegetables. They obviously will not be meat eaters. But uh, there's all these neat scriptures in the Bible, too, that talk about what we're going to be doing in the new system. We're going to build houses. We're going to plant vineyards. And somebody asked me before, are we going to be in spirit or be human here on the earth? Because some people believe that, you know, we're going to turn into spirit. We've believed for so long that everybody was going to heaven. I'm just going to read what uh, Ron's saying here. I have dogs and cats, but they don't eat straw. They just eat my diner. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But, uh, I'm t- yeah, Ron, I'm, t- I'm just trying to think of where that scripture would be about them eating hay and straw. But it only makes sense, right? Think about it. A lot of things have to make sense. God is really simple, you know, like common law. It's, it's simple. We've got a conscience, and that's why we've got a conscience. It's it's our, our guide. So it only makes sense that in the new system, animals will not be eating meat because we're not going to be doing any harm. There will be no harm. That goes with eat animals that chew the cud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now, we're in a dis- different system, okay? I guess we must need meat. I don't know. I guess that's way in you know way back in the history. Maybe uh, Mike go back in the history there. Mike, I think Mike might have something to say about that, or, or somebody that studied the history better than me. Why they had to eat animal? I don't know. I don't know how that came about. I don't know the history. I don't know how it came about. Why it came about. But I know it was, it's necessary, I guess. I guess there must be, because we're sinners, because we got the disease of sin, we must need, and you know, we're dying, we must need different types of vitamins, minerals, proteins, I don't know. But I know in the new system there won't be any harm, so we won't be hurting any animals, we won't be eating meat. Because it says so right in the Bible. We won't be doing any harm, so we won't be killing nothing. Um... I'm just reading what you're saying here, Ron. That goes with the eat animals that chew the cud. Okay. Robin's Isaiah 11, 9. 
Oh, that's cool, yeah. There's a lot of nice scriptures, Robin, in uh, Isaiah. I shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God. That's the thing, is getting this knowledge. And we're starting now. And the waters cover the sea. Hi, Truth Nick. We are just talking about um, God's kingdom that he's going to set up with uh, Jesus as the king and uh, how they're going to rule over the earth. Um, I don't know, Truth Nick, have we met before? Don't know. Anyway. Oh, I can't post anymore. Okay. Oh, that's that's cool, Robin. That's okay. Thank you for your your input, your comments. Sixty five. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah sixty five, that's about the new system if anybody wants to look it up. That's cool, Robin, thank you. I'm just gonna skip skip over to it. What's going to be happening? Yeah. If we can see the end picture, like the Bible even says, keep your eyes on the prize. Like, keep focused, eh? Uh, Truth next saying, Hi, son, you're not sure if we've met. I'm trying to help others as well as myself with freeing ourselves from the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you, Truth Nick, have you been on uh, the common law shows? Have you been on Carl Lentz's call? Calls? Any of the other guys? Are you new here to the the common law um, group? It's not letting you paste scriptures anymore, Robin, eh? Hmm. Yeah, I know. Technology, eh? supposed to be make life so much easier but it doesn't yes i've been on with carl my oh super okay okay being with these groups for about a year all right okay nice to know because then you know when you're talking with someone you know we we've we've got a lot in, in common here so that's nice to know right off the hop been working with John Little in New Brunswick. Okay. I've heard the name John in, in New Brunswick, John Little and stuff, and I'm just not up in the case. Um, my, I don't know if my, it's just golden years creeping up on me, whether my memory's going or whether i got too much in my mind. I do too much. But uh, I don't know much about that case. I forget. Pleased to be here and work with you and find these groups. Yes, thank you, Truth Nick. Yeah. Well, this group's a, a, a little different. Like, you haven't been here before, or, you know, we haven't talked, but we, I've been studying common law too for a little while, and, um, you know, I, I everybody's just searching for a truth, you know, and, and then I, I've been studying the Bible for a while. And I thought, well, I want to share what I know because everybody's looking for a truth, you know. And they, but if they research into the Bible, what God's planning, 
uh, that frees us from a lot of anxieties. That frees us from a lot of the crap that we're, we're playing with here in this system. Because this system just keeps going around in circles. And this is what, if you believe in God and you believe in Satan, you can feel the power of Satan going on here, you know? The world's getting mad. Like, you know, it's, it's going to go to another world war. Some, something's got to happen. It's just getting so crazy. So by, by learning about God and, and what he's got planned, um, it frees us, like the Bible says. The truth will set you free. And we know by studying with common law, even, the truth sets us free. You know, free from a lot of things, and so does the truth from God. So if we, if we can work hard with, with God and um, study about him, like the scripture in John seventeen three says, this means everlasting life. They're taking a knowledge of you, the one and only true God, and it means our life. And if somebody's going to promise me life, I like it. I like living. I love living. And uh, to live here on the earth forever as God meant it to be, hey, we can be a part of that. And um, if we've got an opportunity, I, I really, I like that. I like living. I'm just happy to wake up every morning. You know, because we can die in bed with a heart attack, but you know, so so anyway, that's that's kind of um, truth. Dick, what I why I get into this because I when I'm getting into the common law, like I said, and everybody was, you know, we're scrambling around for truths, and I st- so I started this talk show, and I thought, well, I'll just share what I've learned, and people can, uh, you know, share what they've learned, you know, because I don't know it all, and uh, but I I I happen I started studying when I was about nineteen. I, well, not really studying, I just few things clicked in my mind actually a catholic woman came up to me and showed me a scripture in the bible and i'll never forget that one it's the first scripture i ever learned and it was in, i'm gonna write i'm gonna put it in here uh first titus one and two uh, i'm just gonna type it in here first titus chapter one Verse 2, and then I'm actually going to pull it up, okay, because I want to read it from the Bible, and you can read it too if you've got your Bible. Titus is all the teaser in the back of the book, the teaser together, Timothy, Thessalonians, Titus. First Titus 1 and 2 says, um, uh, no, First Titus 2, upon the basis of a hope, the everlasting life, on a hope of everlasting life, which God, who cannot lie, promised. And that really stuck into my head. Like I said, I was about 19 when I first seen that scripture. And what stuck in my mind was God, who cannot lie, promised. Upon the basis of a hope of everlasting life, so that's that was the first scripture that I've ever read in my life that 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 made me stop and think about God. If, if God cannot lie, then there's so much that you know, like in the Bible, that has to be true because God said that He inspired men to write the Bible. Okay, He says all scriptures are beneficial for teaching, for reproving, and for setting things straight. So if we don't have the Bible. 
you know, if we just said, well, it's written by a man, I'm just going to ignore it. Where are we going to go? You know, having a conversation with God is is good. You know, prayer prayer is good. But this book's here for a reason. And, and it, it's staying here. It's not going anywhere. They've tried to get rid of it. You know, Satan, government, whoever. They've tried to get rid of this Bible. This Bible's been the controversy forever. You know, as long as it's been around and, and you know, but uh, we have to believe in something, and if we can't, if we can't trust God, and the Bible says that God cannot lie, and the Bible says that the scriptures are from God, and when you when you really study the Bible, like I, I said before in our last show, it's impossible. This is impossible for men to have wrote this, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as a lot of other people that have studied the Bible, you know, a lot more than we ever have, say it's impossible uh, for man to have written this book. When you, when you and you sit down and you think about it, yeah, there's, I I can't, I'm just blown away by this book. I think it's great because it it's like this. I'm just reading the hope of everlasting life, which God cannot lie. Promise. Thank you very much, Robin, for putting that in there. The more you read about the Bible, the more uh, the more power you, you find in it. You you find that it's so true. You know, like predictions and things that's went on and things that are happening nowadays um, that that's in there. And, you know, how long ago was all this stuff written? And like I said in our last show, like these um, explorers would explore the earth to try and find out if it's round or flat. And it tells you right in the, in the Bible that the earth is a sphere, the earth is a circle, and that the earth hangs on nothing. <laughs> You know, it tells us so many things in the Bible that if they hadn't read the Bible, they wouldn't have to be traveling the seas to, you know, see whether they're going to fall off the end of it. But there's things in the Bible that there's, it's, it's impossible for man to have wrote because it was wrote before times. You know, same as in um, what's happening nowadays, uh, the, the future that the, the Bible has, has talked about. It, no man could have wrote it unless he had the vision from God. No man could have known this stuff. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, I don't know, friends. What? Uh, anybody got any questions, or do I just do my paperwork here and see see if I can stay on track? <laughs> Talking about the kingdom, the government. I'm just looking through my book here to see if I can come up with something. I'm just looking at it, something I've got underlined here, just trying to stay on track here. Um, in the Bible, um, Jesus called... Uh, these um, people, like the, his disciples, a little flock, like the little flock that he he is taking them with him for this government. He called it little flock. In case you ever see that in the Bible, um, I'm just reading here one from Luke. Jesus says, he told his disciples, have no fear, little flock, because your father has approved of giving you the kingdom.
just trying to keep us in track here as far as the the government goes. Um, In Revelations, there's a scripture. um, It says, And I saw and look, the Lamb Jesus Christ standing upon the heavenly Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 who have been bought or taken from the earth. So the point I'm just trying to get across is that that there is going to be a heavenly government um, and they will rule over the earth and it will be a righteous government. It will be men and women who have lived here with us and understand us and and we will, during that thousand year reign after, after God's war comes and we step into the new system tomorrow, just like Noah, you know, in the flood, They'll step out, and it'll be a whole new system, a whole new thing. And that's kind of what we've got, we've got to look forward to. So, you know, it gives us kind of comfort knowing that, you know, we're not going to have to live like this, and our children and our grandchildren, blah, 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 um, are not going to have to live in this world the way that it is, in the way that it's going. Um, we can teach our children you know, about God and, and, and what's going to happen and, and what we can do to be a part of it. Um, give them the hope and they can make the decision themselves, which they are, you know, they will. Everybody will. But And, and we can just keep uh, encouraging each other to, to focus on that first. Like it says, put God's kingdom first and all things will be added to you. So we have to trust and have faith in him. And uh, that's hard, too, because, you know, it's a, he's a spirit. We can't see him. My problem, I'm reading what you're saying here, Robin. No, Truth Nick. No, Yankee Bama's Robin. Anyway, I'm reading what you're saying here, uh, Truth Nick. My problem is if the Bible is the word and Jesus is the word, then why are none of Jesus' own writings in it? Jesus own writing well I don't know that's a good point um, maybe Jesus didn't write Jesus didn't write he he had the God had these men write there's a, there's a scripture somewhere that says write because these words are faithful and true God inspired this is what the Bible says God inspired men to write the Bible whether it be through dreams, visions, um, his Holy Spirit. You know, he's all-powerful. He can do anything with our mind that he wants to, right? He could control our mind, but he uses us. You know, like, if we ask him for help, you know, he'll give us this help whatever way, you know, and, and whenever it's suitable, whatever's best for us. But he's got power. Look at look at the earth, look at the heavens, stuff like that. So, and if the Bible says that he inspired men to write the Bible, basically, in their minds, just, and he can do that. If man can control man, if man can, you know, control people's minds, then how much more so can God, you know? So anyway, about Jesus' writings, I, I don't know what you mean there, um, Truth Nick, like, uh, why are none of Jesus' own writings in it? Yes, it I guess maybe it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't meant for Jesus to write. Maybe there's a reason that he had all these men and women write, because if he had angels write, maybe we couldn't understand it. But but by, he always uses men and women in everything that deals with the earth. Like Adam and Eve. Or, pardon me. Noah in the flood. He had Noah, what, uh, would Noah spend about a year? No, a year, seven years, I forget. How long did Noah spend building that ark? A long time. And then he preached to people in, in the meantime. But he always uses people for his purpose here on the earth. Why not? That's what we're here for. We're here to have fun. We're here to learn about God and, and get God's purpose fulfilled. So, like, I don't know why there's no writings of Jesus, but God used people of the earth to, to get his purpose done, his pur- purpose to be completed. In the Bible, God's word, this is how he did to use people. You know, because we, all these different people understand, you know, what we went through and how we feel, and we understand them. So, like, we couldn't, we couldn't deal with somebody that was perfect. We don't know how, we can't understand, we can't comprehend, but we can comprehend the Bible. Does that make any sense? As far as, um, I don't know about any of Jesus' writings. Truth, Nick, uh, do, do you think that, uh, Jesus had some writings that were supposed to go in the Bible? Jesus did not record his own activities. Makes his activities more credible, I think. Yeah, after Jesus' resurrection, God gave Jesus the revelation, which Jesus then gave to John to record. Yeah, there must be. There's obviously a reason why, why God would use um, specific people for specific writings or whatever. Yeah, we just can't know it all, and I definitely don't know why Jesus didn't record anything. Don't know, but that's a good question. Can't answer that. Yeah, something so simple like a book from God is such a simple thing. And yet we rip it apart, you know. Like I say, if we don't have the Bible, the only thing we got is prayer. And he gave us the Bible to be in harmony. Like the Bible says, we have to be in harmony. That's what's wrong with religions are so not that that's why it has turned people against God. Because of religions. And um, the Bible, the Bible is here to 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 bring us into harmony with Him and each other. Um, and if we don't have it, then what have we got? Man, right? We don't know where we, we don't know what where we're going or you know which direction to go. But thank God for the Bible; it gives us it gives us something to um, to guide us, and we know it's good. You know, a lot of it we don't understand, but we know just by the Ten Commandments. So we know this book's good. And to heck with, you know, like, so so he used man to write it. So he used man also to 
you know, saved no he used Noah and 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 his wife and and his I think there were seven, wasn't there, that got on the boat. He used man to complete um that that part of life. Like he could have destroyed the ball in and started over, but he, he used man to continue. Um you know what I mean? So it makes sense that he'd use man to write the Bible. And um, he's going to have man, you know, running the heavenly government because of understanding, because they, they, they can they can help us go to perfection. I suggest Jesus was saying, we are all God's children, so they killed him to silence him. Yeah. Um, they took a story to use to control people under threats and the same treatment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear your truth. Truth, Nick. Well, yeah, they did. They killed a lot of people, eh? Just, you know, for even having a Bible. That's what I mean. See, if we believe in God, then we we have to believe that there's another power source going on here. We have to believe in Satan. We have to believe uh, that you know he Satan was an angel, and he rebelled, in which God would give him you know even the angels freedom of will to do whatever they want. You know, have a great time, just grow, grow, grow. But you get the odd one that wanted to do their own thing, and and here's the results. So God deals with it in a specific way. You know, and this is this system the way it is right now is God allowing this for a specific reason. It has to be. It's a, it's a righteous reason. He can't. You know, he could just destroy us all if he wanted to, but to him, that's not even a righteous way of doing it. So yeah, Satan's going to try, and and he Satan knows he doesn't have long to live. Satan knows that it's the end of the system for him. He's there's no going back. You know, he doesn't have a second opportunity. We do, we do. You know, but Satan doesn't. So Satan's going to try to get rid of the Bible. He's going to, like you say here, Truth Nick, he took the story to, and used the story to control people. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I've just totally lost my train of thought. Um I don't know. I'm uh, brain dead. <laughs> Wish somebody come on and talk for a minute. I have to go to the ladies. Just want to talk to each other in the chat here for a second. I shall be back. Hey, I'm here. I was just muted out. I'm trying to multitask. And it's a disaster. Who's that rambling on here? I was just going to split. But you don't recognize my voice anymore? I do now. I just said put the phone down. <laughs> Keep, yeah, thank you, Mike. I'm just going to run to the washroom. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, I was kind of listening to most of that. Um, uh, I forget. There was a couple of things I noticed. I forgot what I was thinking of. 
Um, Yeah, I agree, Robin. I uh, I don't believe in religion. I don't think I have to pick a certain denomination of church to go and uh, go to some kind of specific building and follow a specific set of rules in order to have a, a connection with my creator. Uh, I don't even know... I don't know if the word religion even appears in the Bible. I think it might appear like three times, but really, I think God, it, Mike. Yep. Yeah, God and God and religion aren't really connected. Um, well, there's a scripture that says um, the empire of false religion. He will crush yeah. and put an end to the empire of false religion, Babylon the Great. Yeah, well that's that's kind of what I was saying if there's if there's one god why would there be several different denominations of churches and religions? Um God didn't create a bunch of different religions. There was pretty much one book and different interpretations. Yeah. But I think uh the division of faith is just another divide and conquer tactic, maybe. Yes, by Satan. What, what better way to uh, start wars all over the place except some kind of holy war, religious war, my God's better than your God type thing. And that's true, eh? So yeah, many, I don't know so, many, I... so many wars have been religious wars. Yeah, yeah, it's always my God's better than your God or... My God, I don't know, we believe God said this, so you're wrong, and all the other crap just doesn't really make much sense. Mm -hmm. I remember when I lived in Oshawa when I was a kid, and I went to, this is grade six, seven, eight, and I went to, you know, what I call a a regular school, but down, down the road, not too far from us, there was actually a Catholic school. And for some reason, we used to hate those Catholic kids. And, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it was just something that I don't know whether we were taught that or why we thought there was something wrong with them. But we, ne- we never got along. Catholic school never got along with, we d- it wasn't a Protestant school or anything. It was just a, you know, but, yeah, like you're saying, we just didn't like them because 
we thought we were enemies. Well, that's so that's why? what we do. We we even as little kids, it's boys against girls. It's I don't know. It, I don't know. Even even through public school, it's like the preppy kids hate the skids and. I don't know, the punks hate the hippies, and it's just always red team against blue team, white person against brown person, my God versus your God, north versus south, east versus west. Well, we've been taught that, haven't we? Yeah, no matter no matter where you look, there's some kind of division going on. Christian versus Muslim, it, it just goes on and on. Democrat versus Republican. And as you get older, you see how strong it is, too, eh? Yep. Me, me, me. I'm right. Yeah, div- yeah. Divide and conquer. It's enough to make people think, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing God's work by going to the other side of the world and blowing up brown people." And it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Especially when people. Like, I guess it's the way they're brought up, but they honestly believe that they're protecting their country by going on the complete other side of the planet to kill people. Yeah, yeah. They think God actually wanted them to take a a fully automatic machine gun and just start blasting people. Mm -hmm. And they believe that. Mm -hmm. Don't they? They truly believe it. Yep. Well, it sounds like an honorable thing to do, right? You're told that you're doing it for your country, you're protecting your your mothers and fathers, your sisters and brothers, and your sons and daughters, and it's just the right thing to do. It's patriotic. Mm-hmm. Salute the flag and go serve your country. It just makes me, makes me, I don't know, makes me shake my head that uh, people are actually doing it in the name of God. Uh-huh. Just kind well, of baffles I, I, my mind a little bit. I think, Mike, this is why um, when the Bible says that there are, there are certain ones that are blinded, and there are certain ones, I think I read somewhere, that he will not allow them to see. I guess because, you know, I'm thinking um, maybe it's their heart condition. We have to have a heart condition that we're, we're, we want to love, we want, we want truth. We really do. And he says that he will not allow certain ones to see. He has blinded the eyes of ones for for whatever reason, how it works, I don't know. But, yeah, they're they're blinded. And, um, like you say, they they, they really believe that, you know. And and when we've got Satan in the picture, we've got to remember this is the thing people don't don't, don't want to see. And it's very hard to comprehend spirits and how the spirit realm is working. It's hard for us to understand that. Being being humans, being man and woman, because we can't see it, and same same with God, we it, that's difficult for us. But um, if Satan's real, and we take a look at the world the way that it is, we can see the power or the the results of evil. Let's put it that way. Okay, we can see the results. We can see that. We're not blinded to that. And like you say, all this stuff that's going on, we just think, wow, how, how can people kill another person in the name of God? Well, there were God's wars, right? You know, God did, did use his people to destroy other other people for his purpose. But these were bad yeah. people. These were bad yeah. people. Yeah, I thought that was a, a strange concept, too, that 
even though the Israelites were God's children, he let Pharaoh's army defeat them because he was he wanted to punish the Israelites for uh, being wicked. Yeah, so he yeah. used Pharaoh's army to punish God's own children. I just thought that was a little bit strange. Yeah, we can't totally understand why he does what he does, eh? Or how he's why he's allowed uh, certain things to happen. Um, there's so much that we, you know, we we will learn um, mm-hmm. when when the time is right. I guess when God feels that that we are ready, um, he will he will give us knowledge at the right time. The Bible says he will. Um, he talks about knowledge like food. Um, we will be given this food at the proper time. Um, some that are just, just learning about God. Say somebody just today thought, gee, I'd like to learn about God. The Bible talks that they are getting the milk like a baby. The little things, you know, just give them little things at a time. That's why I keep sticking to what I uh, hope is, is simple, the, the, the milk of the Word. Then it talks about that they will have the meat of the word, so they get into it deeper, you know, like maybe in Daniel and Revelations, like those are symbolic um, books, very, very deep. Now that's the meat of the word, to me. It is to me. That's meat. You know, you really got to chew on it. So it's not the milk. The milk is the basic. But um, now I don't even know how I got on that subject, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rambling on, and I just what what I was getting at though is if I have my good book, whatever version it might happen to be, but let's just mm-hmm. say I have my Bible, and it even says in the Bible <clears throat> that you're supposed to be going in your closet to pray. Like yeah. Moses went up the mountaintop to be alone. Jesus always wandered off from the crowd for however many days, went and fasted, prayed. Yeah. Church is where you gather to speak about God. You don't have to gather, like pray once a week on Sunday with everybody that prays once a week on Sunday. It just seems like a ridiculous, I don't know yeah, how that all started. Yeah, you don't have to. Well, to me, my account started was back in. Remember the apostles when they when they were going out and preaching during the time Jesus was alive and even after, especially after, um, they they did a lot of writing back and forth to the congregations. They traveled to to visit each other, to upbuild and to strengthen each other in in buildings. Uh, the in in the Bible, Jesus said. Do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves, as some have the custom of doing. So, you know, we we can't be pleasing uh, if we just sit in a closet and hide all all our knowledge and what we learn. We've got to encourage each other and build each other up and gather together, like God says to do, because we He has created us to be one, to mm-hmm. to be uh, brothers and sisters, and and to to build each other up, especially at this time when everything's going so bad. Uh, this is where, the, in the Bible, it also says, draw even closer when, when, when the time is when it's coming closer to the end. Draw, I forget how the scripture goes, but it says, draw closer, something like that, during the end times or during the time that's coming to the end. We've got to even get to, to stay strong. 
we've got to really cling together because if we're by ourselves we're, we can become weak we can we can be attacked it's like an army we've got to be an army for god kind of thing and we've got to stick together all by ourselves we can get tripped up very easily and we can be misled there's so much to mislead us in this world you know the bible says do not be a part of the world get out of the world so like all this stuff that's going on if we get wrapped up into it too much we get hung up in it and, and this is what satan wants and he wants to pull us away from learning about god from doing god's will and god says keep focused keep your eyes on the prize keep looking straight ahead uh, i think jesus used an illustration of a farmer you know that's plowing a field and he says if you're plowing your field you look straight ahead if you turn around and look behind you, your 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 furrow, you know that you're making. You know when you you got one of those tractors and you're making furrows for your your seeds. Follow me. <laughs> you mean the, uh, the oxen plow? Yeah, yeah. You were driving you John Deere's back in those days. <laughs> yeah, if you turn around to look at your path behind you, all of a sudden you're going to be get off track. Yeah. As soon as, soon as you turn around, your furrow's going to go crooked. You're not yeah, focused on. <laughs> yeah, it'll be an ugly cornfield then. Yeah. Yeah, it'll just be in a wrong direction. I see. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll 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 start going off. You go, just start going off course. So. Um, yeah, and that's what Satan wants us to do. That's what the system is designed for. Satan's designed the system to mislead us. Look at the stuff that misleads us. You know, I, I was looking um, at some designs for, for my business, for my engraving, and I go to some of these sites uh, where I'm watching other people, looking at other people's work. And, you know, I come across a lot of, a lot of artists use nude women. They love drawing nude women. And I really don't feel comfortable looking at a woman in the nude. I don't mind once in a while taking a peek at a guy in the nude, you know, can't help it. But um, oh, I, see a, <laughs> I see a, a lot, a lot of pictures of women, and that was starting to bother me. I thought, okay, I really don't want to see this. You know, but I, I really noticed that a lot of artists love drawing women in the nude. So, um, you know, these are little things that can distract us. You know, even if I was, you know, I want to learn how to draw, but I don't think I'd be comfortable learning how to draw a man in the nude. That would bother me. So there's a lot of things that can distract us. And our conscience, thank God, is a, is a guide. You know, to if, we, if, if we're if we in doubt, you know, the old saying, if in doubt, don't. So if our conscience says to us, mm, I don't know about this. Um, well, we're not supposed to be painting nude women. We're not supposed to be print, painting trees or dogs or rocks or anything. What do you mean? They're all graven images. We're not supposed to be making likenesses of any of God's creations. Well, if we're going to worship them, there's a difference. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we we can love animals. We can love animals. Mm-hmm. But if we're no. Going to worship. <laughs> Where does it say you're allowed to make graven images? No, but uh, is it a graven image? What what what's the definition of a graven image? A statue or a drawing or a painting or some kind of 
You're not supposed to be making graven images of, I think it says, any of God's creatures or creations or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that, Mike. But I, I think if, if you're going to worship it, there's a difference. You can uh, that's me. not what he said. Don't add any words. Don't take any words away. Thou shalt, shalt not make graven images. Okay, well, I really don't know the definition. You're also not allowed graven. to worship false gods, but you're not allowed to make graven images. Okay, I, I'm going to Google this right now, just out of my curiosity, Mike, and see if I can come up with a definition of um, what is, I'm going to put what. I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it says. You guys are oh. talking about commandments, right? Um, where, where in the Bible oh. are the commandments? The commandments are Exodus 20-something. That's New Testament. No, that's the that's the second book of the Bible, right in the beginning. Oh. Yeah, it is in the Ten Commandments. I've actually got something here from Wikipedia. Yeah, it says here that uh, graven image is an abbreviated form of one of the Ten Commandments, and this is according to the Book of Deuteronomy. Uh, were spoken by God to the Israelites and written on stone tablets. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's um, that's the retelling though. That's actually uh, that's what they refer to as the Decalogue, and it's a modified version of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy means do duo, like you know, a two dollar two is duh. Deuteronomy means two. Well, the second I don't know what I don't. The beginning of Deuteronomy, it's 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 two, so I don't know if it means the second. The second, uh, I don't know. I'm not actually sure. I never really etymologized that word, but mm-hmm. oh, it's, like a, it's like a retelling of the commandments, but they're different. Uh-huh. Well, I, not... I believe, yeah. I'm, I'm just reading something here. It says, you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image or anything in the heavens or on the earth or the sea. So they're making, make for yourself an idol. Or an image. Yeah, well, it's a type of worship. An idol can be an image an or a statue. An, an idol is not a worship, and a and a picture is not a worship. And then you're you're trying to put a worship in there, so you're allowed to draw pictures and be good. Well, I, I have to agree with Sonia. I believe that uh, it's saying that you cannot worship. You, you're not supposed to where worship did, any graven image. Where did it say worship in there? I was well, looking for I couldn't even find it uh find that particular commandment. Well let let's look. Let's look. What I do, Mike, is I go to the back of the Bible. Go to that uh Bible Gateway site and just well, type I, it in the search I'm, window. I'm used, I'm used to my Bible because I've got it marked, highlighted and li- underlined and it's my workbook, okay? So what I do, I go to the back of the Bible and I mean we can do computer too, but I'm used to the Bible. It's quicker to me because I'm used to it. But I go to the back, and I look under the words. So I'm looking under the words worship or idols. We could look under idols um, or whatever word you want and, and see what scriptures are on that specific subject. Yeah, but just think of this logically, though. Where do you get worship out of the word image? Well, because people no, worship it. People worship, have words. No, 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 no. No, you're adding words. No, I'm saying people have. 
people have worshipped images. That's irrelevant. That's completely irrelevant. Is it? If God said, do not make an image of an animal, and you make an image of an animal, clearly that is well, a sin. Well, no, you're adding words. You never said, don't make an image of an animal. I, I said, for an example, I'm illustrating now. Well, so she's making examples, and you're not letting no, her make your no, examples. She's telling me what the Bible is saying or what it means. I'm she's telling you her interpretation of what the Bible is saying. But she's adding words. Well, to, to give her perspective of what she believes the Bible is saying, yeah. Okay, again, where do you find the word worship? Well, let's look. I'm looking right now. Mm-hmm. See what exactly the commandments say, because it's kind of convoluted in the Bible. It's not cut and dry. It's not cut and dry in this Wikipedia article either. I'm looking at one at Leviticus 19.4. This is on the computer. It says, do not turn to idols or make metal gods for yourself. Yeah. So if you're going to make something and worship it. But we were given the gift to draw. So if yeah. just because we're learning to draw doesn't mean we're worshiping. You know, if we hang a cross, to me, if I hang a cross and I bow down to this cross, I'm worshiping idolatry. Yeah. But it says, do not make idols out of, you know, any type of product, any type of, whether it be metal or wood or paper, um, don't make an idol of it. So if you, to me, that's why I'm using the word worship, because people worship idols, people worship money. But it said, don't make idols, yeah. there's your worship, then it says, or graven images, which is okay. nothing to do with worship. I've got something here on BibleGateway.com. The Ten Commandments, and God spoke, God spoke these words. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, uh, Egypt out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. Bingo. You shall not, shall not bow down to Does them or on, worship on, them. Same commandment? Yes. This is this is number four. Okay, just uh, just just read the whole number four then. That that is. Um, let's see. Is this eight nine? Let's see. It it has it's broken up to eighteen twenty one twenty four sections. So again, it's not like this is the first commandment. This is the second commandment. It's it's kind of melded together. So it goes. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or in on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments." So, uh, for number one, it's not entirely clear. And number two, if it did say I'm not allowed to draw a horse or a blade of grass, I think that would kind of just toss the credibility of this document right in the toilet. I wouldn't say. <laughs> God created them, and then we're pretending to recreate them, I think, is the idea. Well, it's for like, me, God, God gives us talent. In a strange way, God's copyright law. God gives Basically, us talent. God gives us talents and, and capabilities and then tells us not to use them, that just doesn't make sense. 
Okay, well, yeah. say I had the amazing talent of knocking up every woman on my street. Does that mean I'm allowed to do it because God gave me that talent? Um, that is very likely to cause harm. And I think the idea of that we all agree upon is that we don't want to cause harm. What are you saying about me? <laughs> all the women in my neighborhood don't like me? No, I, I think getting a lot of women pregnant causes harm. It causes <laughs> no. harm to society. How does it cause harm? We're supposed to go forth and multiply, be fruitful. Yeah, yeah husband, and wife. husband and wife, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that, in the family. But that's my whole point, though. Just because I could do it, because God gave me the ability to do it, doesn't mean he wants me to do it. Well, God gave us the ability to chop people's heads off. That doesn't mean we should do it. Exactly. Okay, so... Uh, 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 but so God gave us the ability chop- to draw graven images. It doesn't mean He wants us to do it. Chopping people's heads off is not comparable to making images. Okay, Hang on, making images is being creative. And yeah. one thing, one thing, the powers that be don't want is for us to use our creativity. They are doing everything they can to shut down our creativity. Well, no, and that's to me, all you're doing is saying sin is creative or sin could be creative. How is sin creative? I don't know if making graven images is a sin and you're saying, oh, well, it's not a sin, it's creative. That's what's a contention here. You're saying making graven images is a sin according to the Bible, and we're, me and Sonia are saying, no, it is not. That's not how it reads. So it's you know, not. That will, take, that will take more research, though. Or, or just discussions like these. Well, it says not to bow down to these. Now, if if I made a picture and I didn't bow down to it, what harm am I doing? I'm I'm not displeasing yeah, our God. I'm not making him jealous. I'm not wherever, bowing down to it. Wherever that verse is taken from, it's the way it's written, it could be taken either way. Which is why we have to use discernment. We, In my opinion, what's in one book is nothing to base entire worlds upon. And... The Bible has a lot of stuff left out. It is mostly allegory, if not all allegory, and should not be taken literally. Uh, and, you know, we have to use our own discernment and, and communicate spiritually with our own angels. And, you know, it, it, I don't know if, like I say, uh, the people who created the Bible, it's the victors who, who, who write history. And they're going to write history according to what they want to paint themselves in the best possible light. I understand there used to be things like reincarnation in the Bible. That's been taken out. Until I can see what's in the Vatican Library and all of these supposed... Oh, uh, don't ever trust the Vatican Library. Because what I understand is in uh, these secret libraries is things like the books that were taken out of the Library of Alexandria before it was burned down. And that's, there's a lot of ancient history. Carl Sagan talked about how the book of Barossus talks about uh, three-volume history of the earth to 0 AD, you know, 1 AD. And the first, verse, the first book talks about uh, from creation until the great flood. And that, those three books were all lost, according uh, to him, when the library burned down. But then others are saying those books were actually looted before the library burned down. So those books may still exist. And yeah, that's what we can. see. There's, you said a bunch of stuff in there. Some of it I agree with, and some of it I don't. 
I well, I'm, I'm not saying anything I concrete. I'm just saying what I've heard, like some of the research I've done. That's all. Yeah, I uh, I don't agree that the whole Bible is allegory, but I do believe that there has to be a lot of flexibility while you're reading it. There's a lot of things you got to take into account, like who was writing what, when were they writing it, who were they writing it about, what was going on at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of the Bible was, um, like some of the some of the scriptures were written in one region, and some scriptures were written in another region in another language by another people. And sometimes their stories are very similar. Um, there's the Dead Sea Scrolls they found. There's the, the they call them the things at Nag Hammadi, the Gospels from the New Testament. But there's all kinds of other stuff, like apparently the books of Moses were written by some guy 640 years after Moses died. There's all kinds of translation stuff, and back then everything was passed down. Well, I guess not everything, but everything that wasn't divinely inspired was passed down word of mouth. Generations telling the grandkids' stories. So I'm sure you've seen a pictorial Bible. And so if... If we're not supposed to make graven images, I mean, there's pictures of Jesus, or, or at least likenesses, depictions of Jesus in, in a pictorial Bible, all kinds of scenes supposedly from heaven, of people laying around lions and stuff like that. So there, I guess, if we're not supposed to make pictures, then I guess the Bible itself is breaking its own commandment. And also, well, you got well, the whole well, you Catholic thing. You can't say that at all. That makes no sense, because some guy thousands of years later decided he was going to make a Bible with pictures in it? Well, that you just has, said we're not supposed to make those pictures at all. That has nothing to do with God, and that has nothing to do with the Bible. Well, you just said we're not supposed to make pictures, images at all, right? Okay, so the Bible is bad because somebody made a different version of a Bible? Did you not just say that we're not supposed to make those pictures at all? Yes, so you're saying the Bible itself is bad because the Bible painted pictures in its own pages. Well, if you're saying that we're not supposed to make those images at all, I would say man, that rather... A man w- made those pictures. The Bible did not make pictures. Point it was is, a man. The point is, according to your interpretation, we're not supposed to make pictures at all. And here's a man who made a Bible with pictures in it. So you're telling, me that that says, that no, you're telling me that no priests rape babies? Are you telling me that no Christians bang hookers? I have no idea how your line of thinking works on, on this part, Mike. It doesn't even bear a response. You don't you don't know anything about the Jimmy Swagger deal. You don't know anything about Jim and Tammy Baker. What does that have to do with graven images and what we're talking about? You're saying people who make Bibles could not possibly put could not possibly sin. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> In your interpretation of my Well you got logic then because you're saying because I said making pic- making graven images is bad. I have to be wrong because somewhere along the line somebody put pictures in a Bible. Well, I don't remember you're saying using, you... You're trying to use circular logic on this one. And you're, you're trying to block me from responding from what you're saying. Um, and I didn't say anything about you have to be wrong. 
I'm saying that you've seen a pictorial Bible, and you're saying the Bible says we're not supposed to make pictures of God's creations, and yet I, all I did was point out that there are pictorial Bibles with pictures of God's creations in a Bible that you claim says that we're not supposed to make pictures of God's nope, creation. Nope, 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 I never once relied on a picture Bible. I didn't they say didn't. you did. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. That's nothing to do with what I just said. I have and, a and Bible. I, I do not have a picture Bible. I didn't get any more information. It's got nothing to do with what I said. It's got nothing to do with what I said. What did you say? I'll repeat once more. And I would like you to pay attention to the words that I'm saying rather than what you obviously mishear. Okay, you have to see me like a little kid. I heard what you said. You said you didn't say it, so I'm asking you to repeat it. You have to talk to me from a child. This will be the third time, okay? And I'll try once more. Uh, according to you, your translation, at least, I'm not saying, I'm not even sure you're actually saying this, maybe you're just suggesting it. So what you seem to be suggesting is that the Bible says we're not supposed to make images of God's creations. And yet, there are pictorial Bibles, Bibles supposedly saying we're not supposed to make images of God's creations, with images of God's creations in it. Okay, so how do you... How do you explain you're saying You're saying I'm going by the picture Bible. No, I'm not. You're also, you're, you also, you're also ignoring the fact that a man can sin and a man made those pictures. How can, you say you're, how can you say that I'm saying you're going by the picture Bible? I did not say anything like that. I'm not saying you've even... I yeah, asked you said that I'm going by the Bible and there's pictures in the Bible. No, there's, making, pictures, there's pictures in the picture Bible. That's not a Bible. It's not a Bible. Okay. Not in my opinion, no. Okay. What, you mean like the little cartoon kids' picture Bibles? No. No, this was a leather-bound, beautiful, I think they call it a family Bible. It's got a, a, a depiction of Jesus on the front in an oval kind of frame thing. And then you well, open it up, and I remember... Either way, it's a fancied-up Bible made by man. It's a pictorial Bible. Yes, but it's not the Word and of what God. Bible, what Bible was not made of man, made by man? Even well, if you claim the words are not of man, but the Bible itself was still made by man, regardless the Bible, of what it has pictures. The Bible was not actually made. The Bible was assembled. It's a collection. The Word of God was in scriptures. It was scrolls on papyrus. Yeah, bye, men. Okay, Mike, you just had a good point there. Hold on, hold on, please, uh, men. I, you just had a wonderful point there. Way back when, yeah, when they were keeping track of whatever they wanted to keep track of in um, their diaries and, and stuff like that, papyrus, that's what they wrote on. Now, if man is not allowed to express, um, you know, what we this brain that we have, if we cannot put our brain and our hand together and, and draw something. Men years ago used papyrus. That's what they wrote on. Okay, That's maybe what they wrote the scriptures and stuff on and then who knows what. But we are allowed to express our, our mind-hand coordination in, in pictures and drawings and, and writing and exchanging of languages and exchanging writing of communication. I guess technically okay, writing we, we would be a, a graven image because it's hieroglyphs, but technically... But, Writing is not is not a picture, and it's not a picture of God's creation. 
No, but to me it doesn't make sense that we, we cannot draw God's creation and enjoy it. And, you know, painting and, and things like that it is a talent where it, it's a love. It's not, it's not a, we're not worshiping or idolizing um, a, a talent to me. I, I I just can't see that, Mike, at all. Like to, to well, draw a picture. See, you guys are doing the same thing, saying, "Oh, it's talent. Oh, it's creative. It's this. It's that." Making nuclear bombs is a talent. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing it. No, just, that's that's I, apples and yeah. oranges, though, because pictures and images don't blow up and cook people. Yeah, okay. but now you're saying now you're saying little sins are okay, but big sins no, are bad. No, no, we're, well, we're not saying that you transgress one. Is you not transgress one of my laws. You transgress all of my laws. I think what we're saying is great, making a picture or a sculpture is not a sin. Well, that's your opinion. That's your belief. Yeah, I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. We're not mm-hmm. bowing down to it, see? We're not bowing down mm-hmm. to it. That's yeah, what that, I mean by worship, that, and you've, you've seen that yourself in the Bible. It says if you bow down to these images. But now you're telling me what I saw in the Bible. You can't be doing that. You did can't tell you, me what I, I read I in my you? Bible. Did I tell you that? Yeah, that's what you just said. What did I say? You told me that I read in my Bible that we can't be doing that, or whatever it was. I don't even remember what you said. Well, I think we, she was trying we, to paraphrase something you said. We just we just read in the Bible that worshiping images is bowing down to them. No, that's your opinion. That's this no, whole conversation. My opinion no, is different than your opinion. That's what we're that, discussing. That's what we just read in the Bible. Let's no, that's Bible what you read. Source. I I I see it a different way. It means one thing to you, and it means something else to me. That's the thing about the Bible. This is how holy wars start. It's people interpreting the Bible differently. That's why people separated into their own denominations of churches. What would you call call bowing down? If you're going to bow down and worship something, whatever way you want to do it, if you want to lay flat in your face... But you're missing the point. No, you are. Okay. If you're going to worship something, how would you do that? If you're going to bow down to something... It has nothing to do with worshiping. My point... Listen, you're you're arguing your point, and you're missing what my point is. My my point is drawing a picture is a graven image. Your perspective is graven images are okay as long as we don't bow to them. Mm -hmm. I'm saying graven images are probably not allowed. And you're saying graven images are allowed as long as you don't worship them. Well, what we need to do is agree to disagree on that and move on. No, I'm not saying graven images are okay. I'm not saying that because I don't know what the word graven means. First of all, I started to research that. I'm saying because I want to draw a picture. If I want to draw a picture of you and give it to, you know, your daughter as a as a gift and there's something you there's your daddy um as long as she's not going to worship this picture like and, and pray to it and make it her god then then she just loves this picture of her daddy and if we love to have a picture of a butterfly and I want to draw a picture of a butterfly and I think oh this is god's creation this is beautiful it's a butterfly as long as I'm not going to bow down and worship it and pray to it and make it my god that's different we don't want to make them idols and we do so you know, we could have a house or or a car and go out and bow down and pray to our car. This is my God. 
that's the point of any image, anything in the whole world, trees or animals or anything. If we make them our God, that's where the problem is. Okay, Mike, we can have, we can have anything. Yeah, we can have anything in the world, in our house, in our home, and, and, and use our abilities for anything. But if we make it our God, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, you know that Mike has left, eh? Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he leave us? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to just jump <laughs> in and say, you know, we 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 disagree on that, and that's okay. We can agree to disagree and move on yeah. to the next point. Yeah. Yeah. We're all learning. Yeah. We're all we're all learning, and and uh, nobody's nobody's perfectly right. Um, never ever w- will we be until you know, even when we in God's new system, when when we reach perfection, we're still going to be learning. I don't know, you know, we don't know what the future's going to bring totally, because the Bible doesn't tell us everything, but, uh, no, poor Mike. Sorry, Mike, don't agree. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry to see, <laughs> see him hang up. But anyway, um, no, I, I I don't know what to say about that, but I'm, I'm not going to um, keep going on. And who am I speaking with? Well, this is Nick. Oh, Nick. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nick. Th- thank That's you all right. very much. Thank you very much for coming on the phone. It's it's a pleasure to talk with you. And, yes, for uh, me as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's just a pleasure to talk about, uh, um, you know, what the future holds out for us, eh? And and uh, we've got lots to learn. I'm just reading here what uh, Robin's saying here. Exodus twenty four and five. Thou shalt not make any graven images. I love. I'm going to find out more what that word means because I don't know. So here's the learning process. Graven. It's got to be, you know, look at it. It says it's like a grave, right? Now, at BibleGateway.com, it literally says, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or earth beneath or in the waters below, period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that again... You know, and you, then you read the book of Job where God made a deal with the devil to go ahead and destroy and butcher Job's children. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. I don't think God makes deals with Satan to murder children. It's the most disgusting, despicable thing I've ever heard in my life, and I'm not. I'm just not buying it. Mm-hmm. And this Bible is designed to conquer. To It's exactly what it did with us just now, is it makes us so... Uh, determined to get the other to agree with us that one of us goes walking away and there we're divided once more mm-hmm. job well done you know so there's so much in the Bible that and then I'm the one who was saying that you know if the Bible is about Jesus and Jesus is the word then why aren't Jesus own words in the Bible he's quoted in the Bible but did he not learn to write and why aren't his writings? And now, some people claim that Jesus' writings are in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So I haven't confirmed that. I haven't read anything. I still, to this day, have not read anything that supposedly was written by Jesus. And when I do, then maybe I'll start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I, I see your point. I've, I've, you know, I've never, until this, this talk... I've never even thought about whether Jesus had any writings, never even heard the conversation, never even heard the subject before about uh, Jesus having writings. 
And um, I, I've never heard of that. No, this, no I'm, this is new to me. I'm the only one that I know of that has ever posed that question. And that's what I go around asking people who are into the Bible and quote the Bible and get a lot of their belief systems from it and their their laws. And, you know, anybody who studies the Bible, mm-hmm. I pose that question to them. And so I've gotten answers like, oh, he wrote in the sand. Well, that's lovely. I wrote in the snow. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are no valid answers from uh, even, you know, like decades-long scholars of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I suggest is, as I said in the chat, that Jesus was telling us that we're all God's children, and if if that's true, then what do you want with your children? Well, you want them to grow up and become adult like you. So if we're God's children, doesn't it follow then that we, God wants us to grow up and be God like him? Um, This is what I suggest perhaps... Jesus was trying to teach before they killed him to hide the fact that we are God's children. And they still say we're God's children, but in, the, in, a, in a mindset, trying to deliver a mindset, a mind program that we will always be God's children. And we, you know, we will never be like God because he's so much higher than us. This whole hierarchy thing is just unnecessary, especially in an age of information. Where can I can I jump in, sweetie, just for a minute, Nick? Please. Before I lose my train of thought, I don't want to butt in, but before no, I lose my my train of thought, I I might have a good point too. You're asking a question, basically. You're saying about the, the God. You're you know God is higher. Now I remember reading a scripture, something to the effect that God did not create man to totally understand him. We cannot comprehend totally God. He has not created us to have that ability. So we might as well forget it. Because, like, here's here's an example. Um, the stars. It says in the Bible that the stars are never ending. Now imagine that. That's just like saying God never had a beginning and God never has an end. Well, the stars never ha- the stars are never ending. Yet, God has a name for each and every one of them. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine the 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 wisdom, the the wisdom he has, and he did not make us to comprehend that. So we might as well not worry about it and just be happy with what we have because he is there's you know, he, He's our God, he's the higher power, and we're lucky to be here, as far as I see it. So I know I cannot comprehend him totally. We've got enough to learn, okay? Just in the Bible alone, we've got enough to learn. And, and living in this world, we've got enough to fight and learn, just to get on the, the side with God and, and to stay with God and stuff like that. So we really don't need to be worrying um, or trying to comprehend, you know, his, his wisdom, you know, because we just can't get that far. You know, we we will never, never, ever. Says man cannot see God and live. So you know, well, we, you know what I mean, Nick. That may be what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what I suggest, what I've been saying oftentimes is, if what my belief is correct, then we are children of God, mm-hmm. or we could also look at ourselves as embryos of God. Now, 
what chance does an embryo inside a womb have of comprehending the nature of the, the body that it is currently inside? So perhaps if we can pass our tests, if you can look at this lifetime as a test, that we will be born into heaven and that, you know, we can consider this universe to be infinite. And there's no reason not to think that there are infinite universes. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, when, when I... Uh, counsel people and and they're they're sniping at each other and threatening each other and just being mean and and grouchy and all this what i say to them is you know you can think of the next life as your inheritance that when when you finish in this life you inherit the world you helped create so if you want to inherit a nasty miserable world where everybody hates each other that's what you're going to get if you want to start showing people respect and, and have dignity, then that's the kind of world you will inherit. And so for me, that gives a message that, you know, you need to start being respectful and, and start creating a, a decent, helping to make this a decent world. And that's what you will have, you know. Um, and so perhaps this is a test where in the next life, we have a chance to graduate, no longer be an embryo, no longer be a child of God, but be, you know, what God wants, what I suggest perhaps God wants is to be like him. And, and we will friend. inherit our own universe. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And to be his friend, eh? Like, I, yeah. I, I go back to the Bible because I believe the Bible is from God. It's his words. And I, I know it says in there, like, Abraham was his friend. And God calls him his friend. Like that that's that's to be God's friend is more than just being a child. Right? Mm. So we can become God's friend. And uh yeah, I agree with you on what you're saying. I just wanted to add that in. When you were mm-hmm. saying about being a child, I know in the Bible it does say that um God wants to he wants to be his friend as well. And, and if I'm if, correct then there is a quote by Jesus saying, that which I can do, you can do as well and more. And, you know, the Catholics, I mean, they break every rule in the book. I mean, the Bible says, thou shalt not call anyone but me your father. And here are the Catholics calling their priests father. And they do worship idols. They have rosary beads. They worship Mary. You know, they worship the the crucifix, not just the cross, but the actual likeness of Jesus crucified on the cross. In my opinion, this is the the ultimate threat, is the priest carries this cross with this man nailed to it, suffering in agony, and he's saying, you do as I say or this happens to you. This is what you get. Yeah, yeah. That's like hell, eh? They, they, we, they raised our children, or raised, I believed, that, you know, if we were bad, we'd go to hell. You know, and I got a whole new, it's a whole new, hell's a whole new subject. Hell's a subject on its own. Death is a subject on its own. But yeah, that's that's what we're, we're threatened with, with badness. And I believe that that's what Satan wants us to believe. So we're afraid to get close to God because we think he's a, an, you know, bad. Um, bad things will happen to us if we're bad, so we're afraid. We're afraid to, to to come close to him because we're afraid. I think that's just my opinion. Like 
like you say about uh, certain religions, yeah, they 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 scare, try to scare you into yeah, they're they're you know for them to have power over you, they try and they put fear in us, and I think that's Satan's device. I really do, because he uses all these devices to mislead us. Because the controversy in the beginning with God in the very very beginning, and Satan wanted to do things on his own. Okay, the controversy was with Adam and Eve. They, can they not rule themselves? Like Satan said to them in the beginning, you will not die. He lied to them right off the hop. He says, you won't die if you take that fruit. He says, you will become like God, knowing good and bad. That's the problem. That, that was the problem right there. As soon as they disobeyed, they knew bad. Okay? And that, that's, and it, you know, it spread on to, to all of us. We inherited that sin. And that's what Satan... This is the controversy... Can man direct their own step? Okay, Satan's saying we can. Now look at the world now. Look where we are. So God had to allow this to go on just because of this controversy basically between them two. And see, he could have destroyed man right from the beginning. But if he had destroyed Adam and Eve right in the beginning, he's still got the angels there, okay? He's got Jesus, his son, they created all these angels, millions and millions and millions of angels. There's still questions in their minds so can could man not have directed his own step and taken care of himself? You know, there would be that question still, right? So by letting us go, letting this system go to, to the end that it has, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that we cannot direct our own step without uh, God's direction. It's like a child. If we had a baby and we let this child do whatever it wanted, um, it... <laughs> It doesn't know which way to go. It needs to be taught. Like, we need to be taught with God, from God. That's why in the Bible it teaches us, like, the definition of love, I think it's in Corinthians. There's the real definition of love. Some people think love is sex 24 hours a day or something, or some people think love is, is money. If you've got money and you've got fame and stardom and all this, they really don't know the definition of love. But in the Bible it tells us the definition of what love really is. Love is not jealous. Love is kind. Love is looking uh, for, uh, looking, taking care of other people's interests and not your own. Um, it, it's a wonderful description of what love really is. So, and, and we need God because we don't. He didn't create us to know how to direct our own step, especially now when we're in these sinful bodies. We've got this disease, sin. We don't know right from wrong half the time. We think we do. But by learning from God, he directs us. He shows us which way to go. And, and, and this is what, what will be the outcome, is his purpose will be filled, fulfilled with people that do love God and do want to follow God's direction. And the earth will be filled uh, with peace, peaceful people and peaceful animals, and he will take the sin away. That's why Jesus came as the ransom. But to tell us about these things, we do have another opportunity um, you know, we won't all be destroyed. He will make sure that his purpose is going to be fulfilled here on the earth and in the heavens the way it was meant to be in the beginning. And, he, and it promises that from the Bible. It says God cannot lie. So if God cannot lie, and, and he says that he inspired these men to write the Bible, um, you know, well, what do we say? You know, we can't really say, oh, God's, God's a liar. The Bible's not true. Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm babbling. I know. 
I hope anybody can follow at least a couple of points that I've pointed out, but these are things that I've learned from the Bible. That uh, we always, and a lot of it's common sense, like you say, Nick, you know, and a lot of it's common sense, a lot of it's our conscience, and we have to, if we don't use God as our, our guide, uh, we really don't know which way to go sometimes in a lot of things because we're being misled so, so bad with this system. So um, if we just throw the Bible out and forget about it, where are we going to go? You know, what do we do? You know, where are we going to get our direction from? Because we can't guide ourselves. We really don't know which way to go. And this world doesn't know the way out. So we know man cannot do it. We know we can't do it. We're doing it wrong. Um, I'm just looking at the chat here now, what uh, Robin's saying. I try to keep watching, too, people are asking questions. If we understood everything, then we wouldn't need faith. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, faith faith is a, a real good word too, isn't it? You know, the definition of faith, that's a Well, that's there's a deep, deep one. There's scarcely any room in my understanding for the word can't. There's very little we can't do. Okay, especially if we ever decide to start working together instead of competing and capitalizing off one another. People think capitalism is synonymous with free market. It isn't. Capitalism is taking advantage of, using for one's own purpose to the exclusion of others. Mm-hmm. And free market is doing everything you can to provide a need, to fill a need. And one of the things you need to do to fill a need is to make sure everyone is capable of, you know, uh, of fulfilling that need as well. And so instead of capitalism where you capitalize off one another, you you have free market where you got to make sure there's people out there who can buy your products. And so you do everything you can to make sure they're they're in a good way instead of competing with them. So um, I think we can do it. It's just that we've never been given the chance. Um, well, how do you, they how have, do you we're going to get that chance, Nick? How, what do you think is if if we don't depend on God, how can we turn this around? How can we turn this world around when it's so far gone? Well, for me, there is a very big difference between depending on God and depending on the Bible. Those are two different things. I believe that when we help each other and we concentrate on the issues at hand, as in the government poisoning the food, air, water. Uh, lying to children in these government concentration camps that we laughably call schools. That's what we need to concentrate on. And studying the Bible isn't going to change any of that. Um, You know, for me, the Bible is for salvation for the self. Mm -hmm. But this, this whole world is based on each other. It's not the self. There's uh, systems out there that make us concentrate on our own needs to the exclusion of all others, as I said. And what we've got to do is we've got to help ourselves by helping each other. And if we start, you know, we we start learning how to... And jump in any time, you know. I'm going to continue on. If you want to jump in, just just 
thank you. Thank you. I will if I if I think I'm gonna lose an important thought ultimately. Right. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. I appreciate talking with you. Yeah, okay. So um we've never been given the chance. You got university tuitions are a joke. Why would you charge someone to train them? That doesn't make sense. The purpose of university tuitions is to make sure only the people you decide can get in. There's been so much just vast amounts of talent lost because they were in a street gang fight and got their head bashed in and died or you know, instead of going to university and learning a trade or learning a skill. Because, you know, that's they were born in a in a scummy old neighborhood that is artificially plunged into poverty uh by the same people who run the universities. And and, you know, then you pay forty thousand dollars for a haphazard, half baked education. In some cases, like engineering and things like that, there is value to it. But in the business school, which is one of the most expensive, just complete corruption and, you know, just it's total money laundering. Universities have been used for drug money laundering for since they began. And uh, if you were to have no tuitions, like uh, in the Labour government in Australia, 1972, I believe they were elected, the... Uh, the Prime Minister of Australia had declared that he was abolishing university tuitions. Well, I think within the same year, the CIA went and had him taken out. Um, and yeah. so as soon as something like that happens, we got these government agencies, mostly as far as I know, run by the Vatican, or at least in the spirit of whatever control this, controls the Vatican, mm -hmm. uh, to destroy any progress and, and impede it from coming about, just like Libya. You know, the Canadian military was celebrating their murder of who, however many Libyans plus Gaddafi, the destruction of that country, bombing it back to the Stone Ages. It is now a hellhole where I'm not saying Gaddafi was a great guy or anything, and he probably was a murdering freak psychopath too in his youth. Mm -hmm. However, lately, before he was murdered, uh, he was building an aqua... Um, uh, uh, aqueduct to, to bring water to that desert city and uh, apparently loaves of bread were 10 for a dime uh, gas was 15 cents a gallon uh, free university tuition uh, when you first start out you know when you when you move out of your parents house you get a $50,000 housing allowance if you, you get training and there's no jobs in Libya they would pay you to move some to another country and set up shop there this is the kind of thing that Western governments do not want and will use, you know, aggressive action to stop. And so, you know, mankind has just never been given the chance. And if we ever do get the chance to finally work together instead of against each other, that that is what I believe God wants. Well, for sure. I, I, I agree for sure. That's, that's what... God wants, and that's that's what God says is going to happen. And but it, it won't be my by man's direction. You know, it it won't be us figuring it out. Like if if we can't follow the law, and it's almost like a natural law, because we know, you know, deep down, the world's getting so mad though. The world's getting so mad and and so blinded that, like, like we were talking about earlier, men think they're by blowing up you know, killing other people and blowing themselves up. They're do, doing doing it in the name of God. But um, 
it has to work like like the universe works and like nature works. We have to, we have to work like them, you know, or it. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly how to explain what I'm thinking. It's a feeling, you know. You get this feeling, and you're trying to turn it into words. Sometimes it's very hard. Um, I just can't see. The world is getting so much evil force thrown at it, more and more and more as the day draws near, is what the, the Bible says, too. He's, 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 he's like a roaring lion waiting to devour us all. And every angle we turn in this world, like you say, anybody that comes good anymore, like Jesus, like many after him and many before him, they're destroyed. They're destroyed because the evil is getting so bad. In the Bible, it says the good will be made bad, and the bad will be made good. And it is. Everything's turning right around. Evil's taking over. And it's going to come to a point, like like I say, here I go with the Bible again. In the Bible, it says, if God did not, I can tell you the scripture, it's in Matthew. If God did not cut the days short, man would surely destroy himself. We can see, we can see it's getting very scary t- to that point because, like, if we have a World War Three, that that I think that that's going to be horrible, horrible. If we survive through it, I mean, we've got enough here to destroy ourselves many times over, and we know that. Um, but it's, it says in the Bible, man will destroy himself if God doesn't cut the day short. So you know, and and we can see it. You know what I mean? Well, there's been suggestions that the Bible is a self-fulfilling prophecy, that the powers that be, they read the Bible and say, hey, we could cause this to happen. And when you print the world's money, you can make anything you want happen. And these people have clearly demonstrated how incredibly corrupt and evil they are. And that's why I've kind of never been involved in this society because it is created by people that I've never met and I would not invite into my home because they are filth. And, uh, you know, for me, the Bible, okay, uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying anything other than it's been here all along and it's not fixing things, you know. Maybe it's kept things from getting much worse than they are, okay. I'm not denying that. But I think... This idea of man can't and man won't and it's all man's fault and, and all this, that's, that's what, that's what I, I oppose, is people blaming mankind all the time, saying it's human nature. You know, people, uh, conservatives, I really am just frustrated with conservatives who think poverty is due to lazy people. Yeah. And they've basically gone from worshipping whatever they worshipped before to worshipping the corporations and basically saying just get to your cor- get to the corporation and serve them make them billions of dollars and then it'll trickle down and we'll all be rich well that's kind of what NAFTA and GATT were all about and this free trade stuff and have we gotten rich? No if anything especially in third world countries have gotten worse we've gotten worse to trying to bring us back down to third world status and, you know, and conservatives are still up there saying, oh, we got to do this. You know, and Americans are saying, oh, it's Republicans will save us. Oh, and then the Republicans mess everything up even worse than the last time. Oh, the Democrats will save us. Oh, and the Democrats make things worse than it was last time. And we're just continuing to spiral down. And it's, it's brainwashing that has gotten us thinking that 
you know, the, we can use the system that enslaved us to begin with to de-enslave ourselves. And that's just, as Einstein said, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. And this world is insane. It's spiraling toward World War Three, And I think it's because of doing the same thing we've always done before, listening to people who we think have some kind of higher authority than us. Well, and the only way... Yeah, and we don't we we don't know any different doing it. See, you you've said yeah exactly right from the beginning of time, right through history and stuff. We see the same thing happening over and over and over. And that's another scripture in the Bible that says, "Man will not see the seriousness of the situation because they will be saying, oh, this has been happening from the beginning.' It's been the same, kind of that gist. That's what the Bible says that we will think, and we do same thing over and over and over. It's it's always the same. And this is because man doesn't know any different. We don't know any better. We can't we can't get any better, and especially because we've got a bad source here. We've got a bad force, pardon me. Um, use the word. We've got a bad force here, an evil force that we are blinded to seeing. We just don't want to admit that. We think that we, you know, we have control of things, but we don't want to comprehend that there is a spirit force here that that is misleading us. That's what the Bible says. Satan is misleading the entire inhabited earth. And we can't fight that. We cannot fight Satan. We cannot fight a spirit. We don't know how. You know what uh, the Hebrew word for adversary is? Mm, No. No. It's Satan. Adversary. So so if you are... That makes sense to me. I'm sorry? That makes sense to me. Yeah. So if you if you want a, a perfect example of an allegory, what an allegory of the Bible is, not to be taken literally, it's when you start talking about Satan. Because I think that if there is a Satan, it is in us. We become our own adversary. And one of the ways we do that is by giving away our power. In my opinion, religion may have started out for a noble cause, but quickly it was turned around to rob people of their power. And unfortunately, you know, I, I just have to say that as soon as we start saying we can't do this and we need that, and we're giving away our creative ability. And when we give away our creative ability, we become what the pirates of this planet are wrecking this planet right now and all our lives upon it. We become what they are which is consumers. If you're, if you're not a creator, you're a destroyer. And consume means to destroy. Okay. I, mean, I, I see your point, Nick. But I, if I could say, before I forget, you know, i got a short span or something here. But, see, I'm almost forgetting it already. I, I don't know what it is with my brain. I get a thought and I, I lose it almost quickly. i got the same problem. It's the chemicals in the air. <laughs> well, I don't feel, because we say we can't do something that somebody else is winning and, and somebody's getting something over us because from what I've learned in the Bible has made me even stronger because I say, yes, I can do something. If somebody says to me, I want you to worship this or I want you to do that and I don't want to do it, the Bible's made me strong. I say, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not. But I can admit when I can't lift 500 pounds over my head, I know when I can or can't do something. And when I'm saying that man cannot this message. Sounds like an alien. 
Men cannot fix this mess. I, I, I mean, I can't see how. And, and like nature, God meant for us here on the earth, for human beings, man and woman, to be like, if we take, out, take a look at nature, okay, how it flows so smoothly without man's interruption. I mean, the way it was meant to be. I mean, there's a lot of things going on wrong with nature. But if, if you look at nature, how it flows, okay, from spring to summer to fall to winter, how, how it keeps its consistency. You know, in the springtime, things come alive and they reproduce in the fall and then there's babies again in the spring. So it, and that's the way man's, it's supposed to be with us too, to, to flow with nature. And God is the one that has control of this or some other force. We've got nothing to do with nature. So, but what's happening to man here? We've, we've, we've got some problems that, you know, we can't, we're not in, in this flow with nature. You know what I'm saying there? There's, there's something wrong. So, and we can't control it. We can't control nature, right? How, how can we control nature? All we're, we're doing is ruining it by trying to control anything. But we, well, we've, we've broke the chains. The chains are broken between us and God. See, the, the spirit's broken. Something's wrong. Something's missing there. And, and if we think that we can fix this world, we're wrong because it's like trying to, trying to fix nature. Think we're going to change nature? No. Um, because because we're, if we even do anything with it, we, we make it worse. And it's the same, same with us. We've got to get that, that life force back. We've got to get that force back that, you know, we've got to get that, um, that we've got to grab onto God's hand and get, and get back there because we're going in the wrong direction and we can't do it ourselves because we don't know how. We don't even know enough about our human bodies, our human minds. We don't even know how to eat right. We, we you know... We, we, you know, I'm not trying to be negative, but you know, you got to be realistic and say, look at the way this world is, and you got to remember who's 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 misleading the entire habitat Earth. There's there's a power there that we have no control over. Okay. Um, my goodness, that was a lot, and uh, I did have a lot of things <laughs> to say, but uh, I wasn't able to get in. Um, we are part of nature. We can control nature. We do have the ability to control parts of nature. That's what, when you invent something, you know, a new process, a new machine, you're not creating that machine. What you're creating is a concept. And everything you create is a part of nature that you turn to good use, that you make useful to to yourself and others. And we are headed in a wrong direction. I believe it's because we give, we've given up our power. And for the most part, it's because we've been fooled into giving up our power. And that's why the pirates that are blackening this earth and wrecking everyone's life have to work day and night constantly to keep us in this mindset that we are powerless, that we need somebody else to do things for us. And, you know, we are not separate from nature. All we are is fooled into thinking that, you know, again, that we're powerless. So we're still here. This is our planet. I believe that God gave us this planet as a gift. And there are pirates who have basically 
put themselves above others. And, you know, Martin Luther King talked about how he is, his dream is that men and women would be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And for the most part, in most parts of the world, he got half of his dream. That people, you know, generally, it's, most people will not accept judging people for their color of their skin. That's true. However, it's not the content of their character they judge people by. It is now the content of their wallet. So if you've got a big, fat, thick wallet with billions of dollars flowing out of it and you, you throw billions of dollars around at people, they love you. That's how you're judged. So it's a, it's a very superficial thing that's been foisted on us. And Hollywood, you know, this, this world is really ugly. It's been turned into a dung heap. And what they do is they put a coat of paint on this dung heap and use Hollywood lights to blind us and to make us think that that heap of dung is a beautiful treasure. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, people like you and I, I think, we're so busy blocking out that Hollywood glare because I'm not watching movies and not watching yeah. TV anymore. I'm looking at the world for what it really is before my eyes instead of relying on someone else to tell me what, is, what it is. Yeah. And we're able to scratch off that surface of paint and see the, the stinking heap of, of garbage that is under it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's a, a, you know, somebody's got a show called Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, um, truth is very often stranger than fiction. Most people will, will uh, agree to that. But very few people have stopped to think, why? What in the world could make truth stranger than fiction? Because what that means is if you speak the truth, people are going to think you're strange. And what kind of world is that where speaking the truth makes you appear strange? So, I mean, very little in this world is what it seems. And that's what's displaced us from our nature is we've been put into a cartoon caricature of a world instead of the world for what it really is. And we're insulated from ourselves. You know, as soon as we don't have our feet on the ground and, and, you know, can be in touch with creation, you know, we're constantly in a, a steel box on wheels or we're in a concrete tomb, basically mausoleum where only the dead speak, a.k.a. corporation, corporation dead man speaking mm-hmm. um, or we're in our little you know our little cubbies uh, in these houses we're, that's what cuts us off from nature and, and creates a perception of a necessity that we've got to run around like rats in a maze hence the term rat race right. in order to make this world work and what we're making work is an adversarial world a satanic world of occultism where half of what we do is hidden from us compartmentalization where you know half of the people in the CIA for example might be good people actually believing that they're doing good work spying on foreign countries who they believe are trying to spy on us and this whole idiotic adversarial system is just it's a joke and so they need those good peoples those good people in those institutions to hide the diabolical the hideously dark and and uh, you know, malevolent nature of these, what these institutions are really doing. 
So we, we don't have any idea of what's really going on. The people that want to hide these things from us are the ones that are building the bombs. And when yeah. you build bombs and there's no war, well, you're not making a lot of money. So, you know, let's make a war, and then we'll make yeah. lots of money. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not really afraid because, I'm, you know, I, I'm actually looking forward to I, – I, I think we're living in a, in a very special time, you know. Um, I'm actually looking forward to I, – I say to my children, and, you know, I hope and, uh, that I can see the end of the system. I would really love to see it. It is going to be something. You know, one way or the other, whichever, whatever happens, because I truly believe that God is going to step in, like the Bible says, because of his chosen ones, which are going to be very few. You know, it says uh, it's a very narrow road, right? And, um, but uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like, we, we think that the flood, just the, the flood itself, can you imagine 40 days and 40 nights on this boat with this storm, you know, wicked storm that's destroying everything on the planet like and they lived in this for 40 days and 40 nights now to to see what is going to happen at the end of this system whenever that may be i i i hope i'm alive for it it is going to be something you know we don't know exactly how it's going to start but but the bible does say god will cut the day short but it, there's going to be something happen it's it's got to get bad it's got to get worse before it gets to the point where god's got to step in so it will be exciting. You know, it'll be exciting to see Armageddon, God's war, whatever, take over and take control and, and clean this, this system up. And and we step into the next day where there's no more no more of these governments because it says all those kingdoms will be crushed and put, you know, crushed forever. There will be no more of these kingdoms, no more of these kings, no more of these governments. And all the wickedness will be gone. All the wickedness will be gone, whatever God considers wicked. And we step, like tomorrow, step into a new day and wake up, and this is not going to be here. It's going to be a, a totally different system. How it's going to happen, of course, there's lots we, we don't know. But uh, it does say that the earth will be filled. The, it, his purpose will, will not go without being fulfilled. His words will not go back to him without being fulfilled. He's made the earth for a purpose, and um, it is going to happen. And it's going to be wonderful. It's a wonderful hope to look forward to. A lot of a lot of um, men and women believe that uh, you know we're either going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell. But they see they haven't. You know they've been misled. They've been misled again, thinking that uh, you know the earth is going to be destroyed. Or I, I don't know what a lot of people think, but that's what I was raised to believe. We're going to go to heaven or we're going to go to hell. But they don't know what's going to happen with the earth. Well, the Bible clearly points out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Somebody talking? <laughs> Who's that giggling? Sorry, that was me. <laughs> What's that? Hello. Are you still there, Nick? Yeah, we're just sitting here listening. Who's that? South Minnesota. Oh, hi. I'm just getting back in the the chat. It's kicked me out here a couple of times. Technology, eh? Um, Excuse me. 
excuse me for a second. Here. Yeah, I'm still here as well. And, um, you know, that reminds me of the word apocalypse, which simply means unveiling that which was once was hidden. And yeah. uh, that's fine and dandy. I'm not waiting for the apocalypse. I'm not waiting for somebody else to do this. I think that God helps those who helps them, help themselves. Yeah. And for me, it's always been about health. I remember I was still in diapers looking at these boxes and cans going into the shopping cart and thinking, wow, you just crack that thing open and stick your hand in and chomp on it and you just assume it's okay. Uh, and then I remember hearing on the news, you know, oh, they passed a law saying all manufacturers must list the ingredients. And that freaked me right out. You mean you, you need a law? to list the ingredients? Why? Is is there something that manufacturers would want to sneak in there without telling people? And this was a lesson in, you know, just kind of absurdity, that this world is completely insane and off its rocker, that it would ever want to cause harm on people, that there's things like McDonald's that's apparently not good for you. Why would you ever once put something that's bad for you in your body? Like, just how stupid does this world have to be? I know people are not that stupid. Something else is making us behave that stupid, you know? So whenever somebody tries to say, oh, it's human nature and all of this, I'm sorry, I just, I can't, I'm never going to accept that. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie Idiocracy? No, I haven't. Uh, So I don't know how much to give away on this, but... It talks about. Uh, it, sorry. In case somebody wants to watch today. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's, no. It's, please, you, you might get us interested. You, you might get us interested. Get some people interested. If you think it's something that's really interesting, no, tell us about it, please. Okay. Thanks. Well, it's it's a frequently quoted movie, um, talking about. Uh, for me, it's it's social commentary on how stupid the people who run things are. Uh, and this guy blames genetics. He says stupid people are having stupid kids, and so that's why people are stupid. And I think that's a eugenics point of view. That's a spoiled, rotten brat who lives in Los Angeles, and he's sick and tired of being in traffic jams. And so if there were fewer stupid people, that it, it wouldn't be such a traffic jam. He'd be able to drive around. That's a very shallow, mindless viewpoint on things. And... The truth is, the reason people aren't as intelligent as they should be is because of the chemicals. As soon as you're out of the womb, the first thing they do is they jab you up with a chemical soup. And then you get chemical food and you breathe chemicalized air and you drink chemicalized water. You know, oh, the child won't sit still and shut up like a, a log. The child is supposed to behave like a log because you're supposed to be behind that desk and shut up and listen and, and just absorb everything we tell them like it's gospel. And so let's get them on Ritalin. Yeah. You know you know what Ritalin is? It's an amphetamine. I do. I do. Yeah. Methylphenidate, an amphetamine. You know. It's speed. Why would you I put do. a hyperactive kid on speed? That Does that make any sense? So um, this is, to me, the story is a future of people who just got so stupid that, you know, it shows a future world that is completely populated by dumb people. 
And what's, what it's really about is not about breeding dumbness. It's about the fact that the chemicals never got out of the food. We never did get back to food rather than the weaponized garbage disguised as food that we're eating today. That's what will make us, that will, that's what will doom us to a future of, of pathetic lunacy and, and, and idiocy. So yeah. people just have the wrong idea, left, right, and center. And to tell you the truth, you think it's an exciting time. I think it's incredibly depressing. We should be exploring the stars right now. Instead, we're still building bombs and blowing each other up. What's so exciting about that? Okay, no, no, I see your point, Nick. I meant uh, what I find, what I'm looking forward to and what I'm excited about is the end of the system. I hate it, too. I hate this world with a passion. I hate the way it's going. And I love the idea of what God has in store for us. I can't wait for this system of things to end. I love life. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant when I say this right. is an yeah, I didn't mean, time. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take anything away from what you said. No. I appreciate no. your optimism. No, no. Uh, I'm just saying that it's frustrating for me, and mm-hmm. I'm tired of, like, for me, it's not about waiting for the rapture or anything like that. It's I think the rapture is waiting for us, that we what need does? to stop listening to these pirates who want nothing but to keep us in servitude while they blacken this planet and strip mine it and deforest it and just consume it. Like they, they're the consumers. Okay. Consume means destroy. Look up in the dictionary. It means destroy. And every time like people that I admire, I'm into health. And so there's two websites that I know of on the entire internet dedicated to health and they're not all that reliable. And that's natural news and Mercola.com. And Mike Adams calls us consumers. Like, where, when are we going to wake out of this delusion that even people in the alternative movements are still using their language? Mm-hmm. That's why I... Good, if you think it's going to just be raptured, God's going to finally come down and, and bring his son back and, and save us all, great. I'm not taken away from that. But mm-hmm. for me, I don't want to wait. I'm not into waiting. I'm not sure of that. I don't think there's any proof of that somebody's going to come and do it for us. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I believe that God also approves of the idea of us doing it, clearing the way. Let's get rid of these pirates. Let's end these networks of corruption and enslavement. And then maybe that will be what causes this rapture or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I believe also God doesn't expect us just to sit around, do nothing, twiddle our thumbs, and right. be useless. Yeah, he he created us, or we're created with a mind to to use it and do things, and and you know, so but so I don't believe in just, just sitting around doing nothing. That's why I'm having this talk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I when you when you have something you think is is good news, you you feel it's good news to you. You want to share. You want to share it with your friends. Anything good, hey, you you want to tell them. And uh, so, no, no, I'm not, you know, the type of person to sit around and, and think, well, just wait. We, to have a fulfilling life, we need to, to be busy and active and do things, and then we can go to bed at night and think, ah, I had a great day. Could have been a bad day, but still had a great day just being alive and being able to experience a day, another day of life, as far as I'm concerned. So, no, I don't believe in just sitting around, but... but um, I just don't see how man, you know, I'm 57 years old, 
and I've raised four children most of the time on my own. And I've done, you know, I've explored life and I'm so happy to, to, to be alive, um, you know, and I, I, I love life sort of thing. So I, I want to continue life. And, and uh, I just can't see a man being able to correct um, the system. How long, you know, how long have we been here? How many generations and hundreds of thousands of years have we been here? And, and look, we've had plenty of time, and, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I can't see how man alone well, can fix this. Well, look at this, 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 just, just the destruction of the earth. Yeah, but just didn't, man, didn't man create the system? The government? system are well, we talking are the government we talking the, 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 the government the manufacturing the, the processes the technology that's all man's creation right mm-hmm. yeah so if man created it why can't man correct it i mean the created okay. can never okay, I'll, supersede I'll answer that i'll answer okay. that okay because man didn't totally create it we are being misled by a force that we don't know how to control. We are being misled, um, you know, by something that's more powerful than us. We can't. We can't control that. Satan okay, is creating well, the 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 earth. So we didn't necessarily create man or create the government and things like that. There's another power going on here. You got to remember that. There's another power well, going again, on here. man. Again, the only power that anything has over us is the power that we give away. The power that we've been tricked into giving up. That's and the thing we're being misled. Y- yes, and we, we, I believe we're capable of breaking that delusion and no longer allowing ourselves to be misled. Well, that was and, uh, <laughs> that's nice. I like I like that point. That that would be great mm. if we if we can just get stronger. Now, I believe that there's a lot of people, you know, in the ET movement and things like that who understand that the ETs that they talk about and believe are manipulating things are also limited, that they can only work through us. And so, you know, again, from this group to that group to that group, it always comes down to our decision. If we decide no longer to consent to an economy that builds bombs, you know, then it will end. It is really up to us. Everything we do, everything we deal with. Here's an example. Um, Say you have a car, you can use a house, the clothing, everything you use daily. You know, a car is made of mostly metal. Where does metal come from? Well, it comes from the ground. How much does dirt cost? Zero. Okay, uh, the smelters, the the energy to to heat up the ores to to refine the metals, none of that costs anything except labor. That's the only thing that ever has cost anything. So one thing we could all decide to do is, if we want to no longer spend our lives chasing that miserable dollar, then we could go to work for free. If everybody on earth went to work for free, everything would be free. Then there would be no incentive to make things that break after two weeks. There would be much more incentive. If you make something that lasts, say, a lifetime, 
then you just have to make it once. And then you can go home and enjoy the rest of your life. You don't have to be at that desk or in that factory eight hours a day, five days a week. That's ridiculous. Even if we had the system we had today, but there wasn't so much corruption sucking away all of our wealth and energy all the time, then we would still only have to work like three days a week. We would have more money than we would know what to do with. You'd have, like I say, free university because there's so much tax money. The governments are rolling in money because everybody's productive. Everybody's well off. There's no crime. You don't need cops anymore. You don't need judges. Crime? Because everybody's... No, there, there will be crime because here's, here, Nick, here, here's my point. I know your heart is as big as I could just feel it, you know, and I see your points and I agree with them. But I just want to add that one thing we're not going to get rid of is the evil. We can, and it's getting stronger. We cannot get rid of the evil, even in our own bodies. Because well, uh, we've inherited sin and sin is like a disease. We cannot get rid of that. No way. The thing is, the thing is, not all crime is based on evil. There's most of your property crime is is just out of pure dis- desperation. There's artificial poverty foisted on this planet, and a lot of people are so desperate. There's people yeah. who steal loaves of bread so they can feed yeah. their babies. That's not yeah. a crime at all. No, Who's I a don't. criminal? You know. So the thing is, given that most crime is material property crime if you have a system where everybody has everything they need then that eliminates 90 percent of crime and sure there may be evil in this world but you get rid of all of the artificial like it's it's evil that creates poverty okay so you get rid of the poverty then um like you can you can you can remedy that poverty by just having a fair market system then that evil can't flourish into those areas you know you you push that evil back and you can make evil so irrelevant that like i say i believe that that would initiate this apocalypse or this uh, rapture that people talk about as soon as we start working for each other instead of ourselves when you go to work it's to make a big, nice, fat paycheck. You can bring home your paycheck and pay all your bills and have a little extra left over. And that's, that's okay, but that's basically doing for yourself. You're not building that furniture so people can have nice furniture. You're building that furniture to earn yourself a paycheck. So let's get rid of this paycheck altogether and build furniture because you want people to have nice furniture. And then there's love in it on top of that. You know, you give it some energy, uh, they did experiments on uh, giving water different energies and then froze them in crystals. And supposedly, if it, if it got, got a thank you type of energy, that it formed a beautiful uh, hexagonal crystal. And if you gave it a, a pure love energy, it, it formed very elaborate crystals. And then they gave it a hate you energy, and it formed these ugly, twisted, distorted crystals. <laughs> I've, um, I've, I've read a little bit about that. That's pretty interesting. Wow, yeah. powerful. I love that. It's powerful. Yeah, I believe. So they, yeah, and they point out the fact that we're like, what, 90% water? Mm-hmm. So just imagine if we, and then, you know, everything, furniture and everything we make, that has water in it. And who knows, it's not just water, oh. but other crystals okay. like like metals and that. So as soon as you put love in it, 
you know, now it's going to do things like last a long time. You're not filling your landfills anymore. You're just adorning your house with furniture that's going to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that is how we stop behaving as consumers. First, we've got to stop calling ourselves consumers. And then we've got to stop behaving as consumers. Then the real consumers, the pirates, the evil ones that keep us in poverty, keep us enslaved, and keep evil flourishing will just become totally irrelevant. We don't have to listen to them anymore. We can do our own thing. I see your points. Yeah, very good points. I, I really do, yeah. If. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. So the, the answers are there, and it's just a matter of people opening their eyes. Some, call, some say we are light beings. And I can see that in in a way we radiate energy and some forms of that energy may be invisible light. And if we re-engage our spirits, and it's another thing those chemicals and this de-education fraud do to us is separate us from our spirits. And if we can reconnect with our spirits, we will reconnect with each other and also be able to see by our own light. We don't have to rely on outside sources to light our path. We can light our own path. And it's just a matter of opening our eyes. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not impossible. It's not far-fetched. It's no, no, really quite... I, I agree because we were, you know, we were made, you know, to to love. You know, that that's what God is. God is love. He doesn't just have love. He He is love. And we can see by the earth, the way it was created, the love that, you know, we see a lot of his personality, and we see it in us. And like I said, um, I just, again, Nick, go to our our imperfect state. Because we are imperfect, it's like we keep tripping. You know, we just can't quit tripping. You know, fall, falling over our own feet, tripping over our own feet. Um, we'll never be able to get rid of that, that this sinful disease that's within us we cannot get rid of it we'll always have it and we always have had it and that's what god promises to take that disease out of us that sin out of us it's like a curse god promises to take that away and as long as we've got that in us we're going to keep tripping over our feet well again Um. again it's because (laughs) of hollywood lighting the wrong path for us we light our own path and we will find the correct one and like I say, we might never get rid of the evil, but we can make it so minuscule and irrelevant that it might as well not exist. And this is what I believe that, you know, the great creation is waiting for us to achieve that. And then we can have heaven on earth and live forever, basically. Well, uh, if the Bible says that it, it, we're going to be here and grow to, it's going to take us a thousand years to grow to perfection. Okay. Well, it's been more than a thousand years already. No, I mean in the what I what I call and what I've seen in the Bible, it says God's new system. Okay, well, I just call it the new system. Okay, that's my term that I use for when God comes and and His war um, happens here on the earth. Um, when God comes, destroys this system of things, and that that term is also in the Bible. And there's the new system, which says tomorrow. Okay. It's going to take us a thousand years to reach perfection, and that means that that's when we're finally going to be rid of this sinful disease. It's going to be gone 
totally. If it's going to take us a thousand years under God's rule to get there, how can we think that we can we can do this on, on our own? We we can't get rid of this disease. This is not curable by man anyway, anyhow. We we cannot fix this disease, and as long as we have this, look how long we've been here, and it, it's only getting worse and worse and worse. Um, like I say, just 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 the destruction that's happened here on the earth. We can't fix the damage that's done here on the earth. I mean, maybe if we had uh, another five thousand years to live or something, and everybody got on the same page, but um, it's just getting to the point of of no return. Just just the earth itself. We can hardly breathe. We need we need um, a, a, a more powerful help. Um, well, again, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily disputing that. What I, what I am saying is, it's not happening right now, and right. I believe it has been more than a thousand years. And what the what God may be waiting for is for us to do the right thing so that he can easily move within us and and take us the rest of the way mm-hmm, and yeah. to me to, sorry to me the right thing is stop letting these pirates speak for us and form this world for us we need to take this world back away from them because these guys are selling us down the river mm-hmm, i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. and we can Certainly, at least uh, at least take back what what our inheritance is, and and you know just stop listening to them. Tell us, like uh, I, you know, this is difficult to say because you know we got to stop saying that we can't. It is I think part of the problem. Looking outside of ourselves. Um, it's not about doing it ourselves. It's about doing what is doing our part. Mm-hmm. And it was possible, right? Yeah, doing doing what is expected of us. And mm-hmm. to me, that's what's that's why it's not happening. Because at least yet, that's what God is waiting for: is for us to take responsibility for our own little piece. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, from my journey, I feel encumbered by my neighbors they're in complete darkness and they're like a forest of people that are stumbling around going in every direction and that's what's impeding me from finding my path and that may be a cop-out because you know i'm sort of blaming others for my problems but for me you know i stumbling blocks eh? we've got these stumbling blocks that we got to get over all the time yeah so I feel connected to the earth energetically because when I was a boy, there was this issue of these motorcycles with no muffler. And oh, yeah. every, every time these motorcycles go by to this day, and now they've got cars with no muffler, I call them pimp cars, and they're <laughs> pimping this world. Uh, and it, it causes me, it tortures me, this noise. Sometimes I don't even hear it. Because you're so busy, you don't even notice it. But I still feel it in my spine. It cr- makes my yeah. neck crunch up. <laughs> and because one theory I have of this is I might be one of the very few, if any, who who sense the, the harm, the damage from this noise pollution, these damaging vibrations. But I don't believe I'm the only one who 
is harmed. I believe we're all harmed by this. It's just that I sense it because I have some kind of a connection to creation that others around me don't. And it's vibrational. Then it turns out years later, they talk about quantum mechanics, one of the most spiritual forms of science ever. Um, and they're talking about everything is vibrational. And of course, the, the, the pirates who are wrecking this planet and keeping technology suppressed, still the internal combustion engine is 19th century technology, you know? Um, they know how much harm this vibration causes. It causes disruption in the harmonious, uh, you know, frequencies of, of all nature. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and it's so toxic, and and nobody wants to hear me about. I've complained to the city. I've, you know, I've uh, I've talked about this, really? and, and yeah. like to alternative truthers and stuff like that. And very few people even want to talk about it. They don't think it's anything serious. I do. I I do. I totally understand. Vibrate everything in, in nature is is vibration in nature alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I told because we're we're electrical. Mm-hmm. We're an electrical uh, creation, and we're condensed is, energy. Pardon me. We're condensed energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're amazing, isn't? I I think we're I, the the body is just amazing. I just love it, learning about it, and like you say, eating and stuff like that. I think you know, just the brain alone, like the brain will not fill up. You cannot right. fill up the brain. I wish I could delete some things, like a computer, <laughs> <laughs> in my brain. But, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, you watch a TV show or you see something. Like I was just telling my my friends here, I'm I'm into art, and I was looking at an art page, and all I saw was naked women. I thought they loved it. That's how Mike and I got on this conversation. You probably heard. And I thought, I don't want to see this. So now I've got this image of these naked women, and I don't want to know. <laughs> so I wish I could delete stuff out of my brain, but it just doesn't work. But the brain is so fantastic, eh? Like, it just will not fill up. And to me, that only proves that we were meant to live forever. Just the human body alone, how it works, how it heals itself, and, and all this. Like, And as long as sin, here's another thing too, Nick, I'll point out. As long as we've got sin, we're going to die. Now, God promises to take this sin away, so man cannot correct that. Right? We can't live forever without God stepping in. So this is why I'm saying, I'm not saying give up on everything, but God, don't be so, don't be anxious about the world. What the hell's going on in this world? Don't be anxious. Try not to be anxious. You know, just pray, and, and he will help us get through this. You know, we do what we have to do every day, and we've got to deal with governments and corporations and all this kind of stuff all the time, and that's why we're into these talk shows, because we want some truth. We want, we want to get these guys, you know, we've got this thing that we we don't like being trampled on anymore, and we don't like them destroying Earth, but this is going to continue. As long as we're in this sinful state, we're going to continue to die. We're going to continue to rot. We're going to continue to not be able to direct our own steps. So we've, we've got to focus on what God wants us to do, and I know you're not really into the Bible as much as I am. I, I trust the Bible quite a bit. You know, there's things I don't understand, don't know, but I leave that with God. I just learn what I can, you know, as I can, and go each day like you do, you know, um, fighting through this world to, to get where we're going. And uh, that's all we can do, you know, but we, we, we've we got to keep keep focused, you know, keep your eyes on the prize, the Bible says, and, and we've got to 
you know, as far as I'm concerned, I need to, to study more of the Bible, read the Bible more, depend on God more, pray more. These personal things that I know I need to do and want to do to make myself happy. And, and I feel like I'm pleasing God by focusing more on Him because He's my only helper. He's, he's my, my buddy, my friend, my father, everything. Um, we really need to depend on Him more to help us get through this. You know, that's, that's the way I feel. Um, because Satan can keep us so wrapped up and, and like worrying about these corporations and what they're doing. You know, we're not going to, you know, I don't, you don't want me to use the word can't, but I'm just saying we are not going to fix this earth. We need God. And that's the word that I, I can say comfortably. We can't fix this. So that's my, my opinion. But I, I really... You know, some people that don't believe in God and don't believe in the Bible think it's just a, a cop-out, you know, believing in God. And But I, I'm, I'm so excited about what uh, the future is going to hold, you know, and being able to see my loved ones again, you know, is it a possibility. Nobody knows who's going to be resurrected, who's going to be a part of the new system. We can't judge anybody. We can't even judge ourselves. We don't even have a right to say, well, I'm not going to make it, because we're judging. We're not supposed to judge. We don't know what God's thinking. So we just have to, you know, stay focused and try to, um, we're not going to change this world. We can't, you know, like the sin, in, just the sin in the human bodies and the, the the curse of death. I'm done. Well, this, this <laughs> one, uh, one perspective, yeah, and... Uh, it seems to be what the Bible talks about, but uh, for me, I believe we're all expressions of God. Yeah. God is, he created us so he could exist and experience the universe through us. And uh, when we take responsibility and stop, you know, uh, educate others so that we together can stop those corporations from poisoning the food, that is, in my opinion, honoring God. That we're, it's it's a sin to put poison in the food, and if we stop the corporations from poisoning the food, then we stop that sin. Yeah. Um, and that's also taking responsibility and saying, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. if it, uh, if I want to eat good food, then that's what I have to do to take steps to make sure that there is good food, because praying for it. Uh, doesn't has not shown to work, uh, and that makes sense to me. I'm not angry with God because He didn't answer my prayer for more friends as a boy. I'm I was angry at the time, but now I understand. I understand now that there was just so much going on, and I was embroiled and embedded in a world where they they are just really harsh on children and. They try to break down children's spirit so that we become total servants. You know, we, they, they deprogram us from our, what do you call it, uh, primal? No. Um, stuff you're, you're born with. All of the initial programming is, is yeah. reaped out of you so yeah. that they can implant this corporate servitude yeah. mindset. And uh, that's the great evil. And when we stop that, when we fight against it, then we're fighting evil. And that's, to me, 
honoring God. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, and also, you know, the other thing is, uh, I haven't, I have family who are Seventh Day Adventist, which is one of the interesting religions that at least they were into nutrition. They were one of the first to raise the alarm bells about MSG, and they went on campaigns of of uh, anti-MSG, which shows a lot of good faith, the, the actual desire for the truth, uh, and uh, gives me a little bit of uh, faith in them. However, you know, my uncle and my grandfather were devout Seventh-day Adventist Christians, and they're not particularly happy. They go through divorces and have unhappy relationships with their neighbors and stuff, and money's really tight, and you know, I, Uncle John always had more money than me, but boy, I was always more generous with what little I had than he was. Yeah. Yeah. Very tight-fisted with money. And and it's it's sad because to spend your life coveting money so much is, you know, I've called money Satan's toilet paper. He wipes his butt with his strips of paper and all we think is valuable, you know. And it's just... Uh, so there's... There's just, for me, there's no evidence whatsoever that studying the Bible, that going to church, and what you need to do, I think, is to make your every thought, your every thought can be prayer. Every yes. single thing you think is speaking to God. That's a, I, I like that. That's a good point. Thank you for, for saying that. That's that's a real good point. I like that. You're right. Like, you've got a conversation going with them all day long. Mm-hmm. As soon as you wake up. Yeah, what should I do here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, I gotta make a decision here. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a fight. It's a fight because yeah, you know, like the Bible says we I think uh um Robin put it up here on the chat board. We have um, I think we have a flight a, a fight not against flesh and blood, but against the spirit forces. Yeah, she put that up here somewhere. Now I've lost my chat a couple of times and it's not on here. But she did put that on, and I thought that was a good point because um, that you said here, you know, about making every thought a prayer to God. Thank you. I like that. Because and then, have... so thinking and praying is speaking to God, and meditating is listening to God. Yeah. Yes. Thank and you. so it all comes down to because uh, you know, you think that way because I've always thought that every puff of wind, every movement of every fleck of dust that has ever occurred on this planet is recorded somehow. Yep, yep. With God, you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry? yeah. With God, you mean? Is that what you're saying? Well, I just kind of recorded somehow, whether it's God or some people have said the Earth is a giant quartz crystal that records everything that happens. And well, it could yeah, be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Bible says that even a, a squirrel that falls out of a tree, God knows. Mm-hmm. So, and he's got the the hairs on our head counted, so he knows mm-hmm. what we need, what we need. And, yeah, so mm-hmm. he definitely, everything's recorded with him, I, I believe. And the Bible says, you know, that, you know, there's no hiding anything from God. He knows so, what's our inner thoughts. He knows before we even speak, eh, or... Mm-hmm. You know, so it's in our heart and in our kidneys. Talks about the kidneys. That's pretty interesting too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, you know, it kind of adds to the uh, urgency to make sure that everything you do is for a positive result. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, for me, people say, oh, you got to quit worrying about the world and just be happy. And, well, I'm never going to be governed by my emotions. Instead, I'm going to govern my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, do things that make me fulfilled, but being happy isn't the end goal. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they get turned off by the word duty. But really, duty is one of the most pleasurable things is fulfilling your duty. And uh, oftentimes, it has such incredibly powerful results on other people in a positive uh, sense. So it's like Rob Menard said, uh, a guy, he calls himself Freeman on the land. Uh, started, oh, you, you know from yeah. he, he, he says, the reason we have the freedoms we have is because somebody did their duty. And yeah. that, for me, is incredibly powerful. That's, that's what tells me if I'm going to have any freedom at all, and what is my duty? Well, my duty is, number one, to not cause harm. And number two, to be of benefit to anyone whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And that's not asking very much. That's asking very little. And then you get someone, you know, like like us, who actually put effort behind that on top of that. So we're going beyond just our duty. And that way we can make up for those who neglect their duty. We can do uh, enough for us and them. And once we get at least 50% of these people people in this world on that side of the fence, that's when we'll have this world. That's when we can take this world back. Right now we have probably 90% of this planet still just scraping by and doing everything they can to make that dollar and pay that bill. And, you know, that's... That's uh, serving the system, yeah. serving Satan. Yeah. Uh, Robin put up a, a nice little point here. Duty, since we're talking about it, she's, she's got here, love God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. thought that was nice. Thanks, Robin. When you do things when you create... When you make something nice, you know, say uh, you you move into a a neighborhood that's kind of dirty and you do something to clean it up, that is showing love. That's giving homage to God's creation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that is, you know, as long as you show love. There's no such thing as love this guy but not that girl or whatever. You know, if you, you either love or you don't. There's no such thing as conditional love. Yeah. Either love or you don't. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, as long as I draw breath, there is no one on this planet who isn't loved. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is the correct take on love, that if you don't feel that way, then you don't actually know what love is. You could call that my opinion, or, you know, I call it a fact. It's not an opinion, it's a fact that, you know, if you know what love is, then you also know that love 
that everyone on earth is loved by you. And everybody has value. And, and I don't want to see one more life wasted. I can't stand that. I don't want that anymore. You know, I see somebody walking around and looking out, out through their eyes as I look out through mine. And I imagine myself in their position, whether they're, you know, in an expensive car having a good time or whether they're in ragged clothes, homeless, that I I could easily be that. And um, so it's not entirely unselfish when, when I see someone and I want to do everything I can for them. It's It's also that's me trying to fulfill my duty and to, it's also for myself, you know, it's, it's so I can have a better place to live in. So it's not Mr. Noble altruistic. It's no, Mr. Just know what he's supposed to do. That's all, you know. Yeah. People say, oh, you're so nice. You're so generous. You help people. You lend money and don't expect it back and stuff like that. It's not nice. It's not special. That's normal. Yeah. And when you behave in a normal way yeah. in such yeah. an abnormal world, people think you're abnormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When sometimes when you do something nice for somebody, they, you know, they they thank you over and over, and you almost <laughs> don't want to hear the thank yous anymore because you just okay, I've done it, and um, that's it. It's it's over, and you go on because like like the Bible says, is you're happy, you're happier. Like like I said, the Bible teaches how to be happy, and there's more happiness in giving. And when you do, you feel good um, to do something for somebody, but you don't expect something back, you know. Uh, yeah, there's more, there is more happiness in giving. But seeing the, you know, the world's so twisted now, you know, there's more happiness in, it's me, 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 give me, I want mine. <laughs> yeah, I oh, like this world too, the way it is. Mm. There's also a lot of confusing messages out there. You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. To me, that's a philosophy of death. And uh, it's better to give than to receive. Well, if nobody nobody receives, then what does it mean to give? Okay, well, with that it chance, always comes back, though. It always comes back, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, so, we, we know that if we did something for somebody, if we ever needed anything, we know we could freely ask them because they know it's coming from our heart, not for a selfish reason. So it does come back to us. Mm-hmm. Always, I find. Now, what that expression should say is it's better to give than to take. But, you know, when somebody gives, somebody has to receive. And so what yeah. it is, it's very confusing to say it's better to give than to receive. It's, it's just as good. It's equally good to receive as to give. But it feels good. It, it gives yeah. you happiness. But then we're thinking it, it, it gives you more happy. I think people. I think I'm happier to give than I am to receive. I feel happier giving. Well, it should be equal. I, I, it's very confusing to say it's better <laughs> to give than to receive. But what we need to distinguish is the difference between receiving and taking. Yeah. Because yeah. what we're talking about is a world when we go to work and earn our paycheck, we're taking. We're taking from the earth. We're taking piles of resources, making 50,000 times more widgets than we need, and then making them break so that, you know, people use them for a week, break it, and then have to buy another one so we make lots of money. That's taking. 
but receiving is is uh, uh, having something that was given, okay, and and I don't know for for me that's that's a very important point. It, it's really hard to explain, but receiving is just fine. Receiving is every bit as good as as giving, because you can't give if nobody receives. So you know if you don't allow yourself to receive then you're taking away from somebody. You're preventing somebody from being able to give. So it's absolutely important that we understand the equality between giving and receiving. But stop taking all the time. That's what people think is they need to take pleasure in this. And we forget all about the concept of giving pleasure. Something I I believe women are much better at is is understanding the concept because they're so much nicer. Nine, Nine times out of ten, Women are so much nicer to the, to each other than men are to each other because they understand the concept of nurturing. They're naturally more nurturing than we are, and they give. Women, I, in my opinion, naturally are better givers, and men are just selfish takers. And throughout history, they've taken and taken again, and that's kind of why we're at where we're at. There's a lot of ruthless women out there, too, who are participating in this. But I think that if there was equality that things would naturally balance out and this world would be much more into equality and, uh, you know, giving rather than taking. Anyway, it's uh, getting on to 9 o'clock here. I think I'm going to have to... Are we already off the air? 9 o'clock for you, Ames. 10 o'clock where I am. Oh, yeah. But... um... It's 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 been a pleasure, Nick. If you got to run, fine. Um, no, please come again. I really enjoy talking with people instead of trying to strike up a conversation with myself, because <laughs> you know it's not interesting having a one-way conversation because I right. it, it just isn't right. <laughs> and I thank you so much for coming and and chatting, and it gives us all you know different perspectives, different things to look at, and we're all in the same. We're head, you know we're working in the same direction, and uh, we all have the you know hopes you know for a better future and and uh, yeah no I just can't thank enough for coming. Well, I appreciate you and and uh, your approach. That's why I came on because I really appreciate your perspective and your ability to uh, you know to think openly about these things. And, and the way the way you speak and uh, get thoughts across is wonderful. It's, a, it's been a total pleasure. And I'll keep listening. I'm just going to get these headphones off and probably just drift off sooner or later. <laughs> okay. All right, Nick. Thanks. Okay, well, have a good night. Thanks. And, you uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Okay. Yeah. Sweet dreams. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi there, Brian. Just getting in. Oh, you just got home. Another safe trip home. That's good. No, I was uh, yeah, day with a girl, so busy day. Oh, oh, I bet. I, uh, are are the girls still with you now? Yeah, they're in bed. Oh, oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Because tomorrow well, they're, they're not in uh-huh. their beds. They're on their beds. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's nice. That's nice. Nice to 
together with the kids. I'm, I, my, my kids are all growing up and got their own kids. I've got grandchildren, and and I just can't wait to still get together with my kids. You know, it's families have to stay tight nowadays. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, that's the problem with a lot of the problem with the world, and that's what Satan's done is tried to divide families. And as soon as you start dividing families, uh, we're in a we're in a real pickle because the the worse the love the love's gone. You know, you you love your family usually more than any, anybody else in the world. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, once the family divides, uh, like I don't love anybody, I can't love anybody the same as to do my family. You know, my children or my brothers and mothers and fathers and sisters. And yeah, no, it's nice. I, I'm just kind of tickled when you said your girls are with you, and just kind of gives you a warm heart and the feeling, and just brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're doing well. They're doing well. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, well, we we were having a long conversation here. Nick, uh, I don't know whether Nick, uh, he hasn't been on this show before, but he has, he mentioned he's listened to Carl's shows for about a year. So um, we had a nice conversation for quite a, quite a while here. And um, a few people come and, have come and gone. And, um, you know, I think they pop into a conversation if they get into a spot where they think, it's, oh, man, I can't handle that, they're gone. And, uh, but we just keep jumping around, you know, just trying to... I started off talking, I, like, I, I didn't... I have a hard time trying to pick a subject, and I, and, I, and I don't feel like I'm a speaker, so I'm nervous. You know, I'm nervous that I, I want to be able to talk about something that people are interested in, and I really don't want to debate or argue, but... Uh, I think I do that naturally once in a while. I, every, every, we all think we know we're sure of something. When you're sure of something, you really want to, well, using the word argue is okay, right? Now that we know what the meaning of argue is. I didn't really know the meaning of argue until, I don't know, a while back. Argue is to set things straight, right? Well, to make light of, to, to so both sides have the, an understanding that it's it's clear clear in both minds. Yeah, and we we were trained as we're growing up. Do not argue. So we're trained like shut your mouth, do as you're told. Well, that's a controlling aspect of a parent, but yeah. No, I mean even in schools, don't argue. Sit down and just learn what I tell you to learn. Yeah, sit 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 up, straight forward. You know, please look yeah, at the blackboard. Yep, cops, don't argue with the cops. Just do as you're told. Hands behind your back. <laughs> Don't argue. Now, you know if you know if you're going to argue with them that that's the way it's going to end up being. So, yeah, yeah. So now we've just been uh, throwing things around. I just, like I say, don't know what to uh, what subjects to get on, or you know, everybody's at different levels. You know, even like like common law, we're all at different levels, sort of things. So some some things you're interested in, some things we're not. So, but I was just. I was in talking about, uh, I got thinking about God's kingdom and government. I thought, well, if we can talk like government. So I I got into that conversation. And, of course, it led from to all sorts of different conversations. So Nick just left. So it's it's like you just popped in when it's, uh, we could bring up a new conversation. We we have a few people still here. Nick's just going to doze off, he said, and Ron's still on. And um, have you got your uh, computer in front of you, Brian? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Then you can see who's on, eh? Yeah. 
Yankee Yankee and Bama Bama two is Robin. She's put a lot of comments in here. She's really into studying the Bible also. So Robin's really put in a lot of interesting comments, threw some scriptures in and stuff like that. So that's nice for future reference. If anybody comes along and jumps into the the talk show or anything, or the, or, um, or the chat grabber. So we've got a few scriptures in here. But to that's what we were talking about was the government, uh, Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody else on that's got the phone on, so it's just you and I. You got anything interesting you want to chat about? You, you and me and Truthnik. Yeah, Truthnik, he's going to doze off. Oh, he's okay. Gonna, he said he, I, I think he said something about having his speakers there or his phone, but he's he's going down for the count. He's tired, and he said he'll probably doze off just listening to us. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was really... Um, Really interesting and a pleasure to to talk with him. You could just feel his heart, like he just has a a heart of gold. You know, hates the system, the in the the corruption that's going on and stuff like that, and wanting to he wants to fix the world. I can t- you can tell, eh? And uh, I can totally relate to him because I said I hate this system the way that it is. I'm looking forward to God's new system. I can't wait for it. I, you know, at the end of this system, I. I hope I'm alive to see, you know, when it happens. Because it's going to be really, really, you know, really something. Well, I think the the, the realization of God's system was, has been there for a long time. And, you know, especially when, you know, God pulled the, the people out of Babylon. You know, he pulled his people out of Babylon and said, you don't need to be there. Why Why are you being there? Like, you know, they're dealing with this whole whole uh, governmental thing. Right. And, you know, I mean, as much as, you know, it was the King James Version or whoever else's, you know, uh, alteration of the Bible, it's funny how certain things were left in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty surprising that it is, although there's many chapters that were left out. It's like, uh, you know, it's just God saying, that, you know, you don't need to be a part of that, that whole society. You don't need to be a part of what's going on. You need to you need to make an opt-out, you know. I mean, it doesn't mean that you... you I mean, you, I guess, in a way, you know, how, how we're, you know, according to how Carl is, it's almost like being cloaked. You can be in the system in order to interact with other people and, you know, whatever the need be, you know, whether it's for um, your, your uh, uh, to travel from one country to another, so getting a, a passport, you know, having a license just so that nobody bothers you. And then in the other aspect, being able to rebut it and saying, you know, I, I wasn't acting as, a, you know, a commercial driver. I wasn't acting under the license at the time. You know, and I think the biggest thing that, like, you know, I guess there's been other people that have spoken about it and just saying that, you know, the vehicle, driver, operator, and all this other stuff is commercial. But I don't know whether many people actually realize the understanding about where where all this came from at one time, 
because you know men and women were the ones that were well men I don't know if there's so much women at the time because they were staying at home and taking care of the kids and stuff like that but yeah. men men this is way before feminism and all this other stuff got into involved but you know let's say men that you know they banded together and they decided to create these roads well that's that's fine for this man that man that woman whatever but now they have this new entity, you know, let's say the Lumberjack Society or whatever, the, you know, a new company starts up and it's the Lumberjacks and they need to, you know, carry all these logs somewhere. Well, look, buddy, this, now you're a company, you're foreign to us, you're not a man, you're not a woman. You need to pay us or you need to pay back for the roads, you know, the roads that the man and woman built, you need to pay back. So the understanding of and and so those those people that are in a truck with you know the sticker on the side saying you know whatever they are the whatever company those are the ones that should that were originally taxed they were taxed for driving on the roads that were built by man and woman so somewhere along the lines things got kind of uh, messed up and uh Men and women uh, were duped, and it's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, let's say you know, let's say uh, for instance, because this is this is a real big one. Let's say um, thirty years ago, thirty years ago, maybe I'm trying to I'm dating myself, but you know, you'd walk into a hardware store, you walk anywhere, any store, restaurant, didn't matter, and people people were smoking. Now it's not to say that it was good to smoke. I'm not saying that at all, but there were smokers everywhere. You know, you, you go into a hardware store and there'd be cigarette butts, you know, stashed out on the floor. And then the next thing we know, well, you can't smoke in, you know, a hardware store. You can't smoke in here. You can't smoke in church. People used to smoke in church. People, you know, everywhere, everywhere. It was phenomenal. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, rem- I remember they'd smoke in grocery stores. No, you can go around the cigarettes and go through the vegetables. (laughs) Back in the day, I mean, there was there was you could smoke you could smoke anywhere, anywhere. You go, you know, the bars and the restaurants and uh, you know any place of work, they would have you know ashtrays like in the bathrooms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now it's turned into you know through whatever progress through time. Um, you can't smoke at your place of work. Or, no, actually, it, it changed into you can have a centralized location for the smoking to take place. Let's say the break room or the or the non-smoker's break room and the smoker's break room. You can have it divided there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then it became, you know, no smoking within the workplace. And then around government facilities, it became nine meters. And then it became nothing on the property, right? On public property. You couldn't smoke on public property. You know, schools. I mean, you know, I'm just speaking for the, you know, 16, 17, 80, 18s that are trying to get away with it, whatever. Um, you know, hospitals, you know, nine meters, and then now it's not on, not on uh, hospital property at all. Now it's become, you can't smoke in the parks in Hamilton here 
you you can't I, you can't go you know according to their legislation or bylaws you can't enter the park with a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bye, Rob. And, excuse me, Brian. Sorry. Bye, Robin. Robin's taken off now. And Robin, okay. thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming along, Robin. Hey, hey, it's been it's been a hoot. Please come again. You know, sometimes I don't get very many on the show here, and I got nobody to talk to, and I just close the show down if nobody shows up. But um, hey, please come again. It's fun. Appreciate you being here. You know, it's not a show without other people, without other men and women. I can talk to myself yeah. anytime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I just wanted to say bye. You know, there's not very many people on this call, and no, that, that's fine. I, and uh, you yeah. know, this will we'll probably be done pretty soon, anyways. But, but it's just the, the progression about how the government has been, you know, making the change about how they control our lives. And I mean, you know, I'm a smoker, so so I see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that, that'll probably change soon enough. And I'm. I may say, you know what, I'm going to take the side of them. You know, yes, maybe no. Mm. Maybe uh, hold back for, uh, you know, something in the future. But really, I mean, who's to say? Who's to make the definition? Who's who's the one that can make the, the decision about, you know, whether you can smoke there or not? Like, it's, I, I, you know what, I mean, years and years ago, like, this this whole thing about being in, uh, you know, a grocery store or a hardware store or anything else and people are smoking, and there's kids there and everything else, and yeah. it just seems to be, you know, nothing. But now, I mean, you've got uh, someone that has to put their butt out before they walk into a store. Well, next thing you know, the, the parents are, <clears throat> you know, coughing before they walk into their store, and their kids are like, ooh, they're dirty. I mean... That we weren't a society that we weren't trying to label people with stuff. I mean, but you know, then it then it becomes as just you know evil cyclical circle and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, where where do you draw the line? You know, where, you, where, know, you, know you, you know what I think a lot of that is too, Brian. Now, this is just my opinion. Is the government, of course, they don't really want us to quit. We know that they do not want us to quit. They're doing something about the tobacco companies. No, they make big money, big taxes, so they don't want us to quit. So they, they make themselves look good by putting all these things on the packages to try to deter us from smoking as if these pictures are going to stop us. So they, and same as not allowing people to smoke anywhere, they, they think they, they're making, trying to make themselves look good. You know, being the nice government that they are, they're really trying to help us to quit. Look at the millions they're making on these nicorettes and all these taxes and all this stuff, these e-cigarettes and stuff like that. They don't want us to quit. They'd be doing something about the tobacco company. So they're doing all these other things to make themselves look good as if they're really being the nice government and they really care about us. They really don't want us to smoke. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get, I get that. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean they they haven't completely gone after the e-cigarette companies yet. The 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 liquid um, uh, the liquid nicotine and stuff like that. You yeah, know. yeah. But but they're going to be going after them. I mean you know in all honesty, I mean it's not good for me and and why am I doing it? But I, I am and you know I'm oh, participating. It, it, they've got it so addictive. They have allowed it to stay so addictive because it's a big money thing. It's it's like pharmaceutical. 
We know all these pharmaceutical things are bad for us, and yet, yet the the government doesn't do anything. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration doesn't do anything because they, I'm sure, they, they must have shares in it. You know, it's big money, so they'd be doing some well, farms. Like I said, I, I live in a little town with five thousand people. We got four pharmacies here, two grocery stores, but four pharmacies, one hardware yeah. store, two banks, four pharmacies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Love. you know. It, in all honesty, Sonia, and what you what you just finished saying, uh, you know what? If you want to quit, you're really going to quit. I mean, if you want to smoke, you want to smoke. But you know, as much as I, you know, I don't I don't agree with the taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I mean I I find alternative sources for it. So, uh, I mean I think you you and me both probably you know have alternative sources we can find a little bit cheaper but uh you know in all essences i mean if you if you know you and i really want to quit we can do it i mean yeah it's all it's all about desire right we have to really want to you want, you want to put god's faith in your desire pardon me you want to put god's faith along with your desire yeah that's that's what's needed more more right. faith in god and and, and like uh, nick was saying what we need to do you know, which or what is a nice nice idea, that every thought that comes into our head and our mind, and you know, we should be almost like totally connected with God, saying, you know, should I do this? Should I do like constantly connected to Him? Every thought, we should be connected with Him. Whether it's, you know, we walk down the street and we see someone, we might see someone we don't like, and we think, okay, God, I don't like this guy, but hey, I I got to change my thinking. Or whatever, but Nick said, "Yeah, we need to be totally connected with God in every thought that we do." And I, and you, you got a good point there too. You know, with any of these sinful tendencies that we have, we need God's strength to um, conquer these sinful tendencies. Well, I'm not. You know what? I'm not. I'm not saying that smoking is bad. I mean, well, it is. We know it is. No, no, but, but okay. Who who says it's bad? Well, breathing anything besides oxygen into our our body, you know, un- unless it's uh, an herbal herbal something, an er- steam, herbal steam that we brew up because we got a cold, you know, or whatever. But you just breathe. Anybody in the right mind knows that smoking is not good. Well, How can it be? The content not- of what are in, you know, cigarettes and, you know, that kind of thing. But let's say it was straight tobacco. Who's to say, you know, like that could be a herbal thing? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, super- people smoking marijuana. But but I, I really don't think smoking anything. Is, that's my opinion. But who knows, like yeah. um, in the new, in God's new system sort of thing, well, uh, maybe we will be. Smoking something. <laughs> well, great, I mean, now. It, I mean, you could, you could, you could do a different thing. You could cook with it. You could smoke it. You could, you know, bake with it. I mean, who's to say that it's right? We're still wrong? digesting it. Yeah, we're still digesting it. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, like marijuana. Yeah, I, I strongly believe that marijuana is a a, a good plant to digest, but I I don't feel it's it's good to smoke. But that's my opinion. I'm, you know, I'm. What do I know? I know nothing. I've just never seen any benefit to it. Like if we were smoking an herb, 
there may be a benefit, you know, if a person had a lung infection, or if you, um, you know, you steam something in a, you know, a, a pot of hot water and you're breathing over it, it's something that may be a benefit. But I, I, I don't know of any benefits with cigarettes or marijuana. It, uh, smoking marijuana, I don't, I, people still get their high or whatever they get, but for uh, medicinal purposes. Did you hear that beep? You there, Brian? Hello? Sorry, I don't know what happened there, Sonia. Oh, that's okay. I thought it was my phone. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I I heard a couple of beeps. And I get, I was probably talking, um, you know, there's other people on, but I was probably talking without you there. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, hit, I guess, I don't know how, but I hit my voicemail by accident and it created a new call. I'll put you on hold. I hear you, I hear you, babies. No, that's the uh, dog. Oh, is it the dog? Oh, yeah, your dog oh, yeah. always sounds... Your dog sounds like a child. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a baby. Yeah, I thought you had your little girls there. Oh, no, they're in bed. They better be in bed at this time. Yeah, well, I was just rambling on about smoking marijuana and cigarettes, that's all. Well, I mean, uh, you know, like I've I've heard tale of, you know, uh, people that have uh, extracted the oil of marijuana and they've found that uh, you know like one drop or two drops or something like that of whatever it is the marijuana oil was quite beneficial to even elders and stuff like that so I mean maybe it's just you know the way of extracting it rather than smoking it or something else it's not smelly it's not this it's not that I don't know I don't know at all Snap is, uh, I would say he's a in-depth researcher. He checks yeah. all of this stuff out. I don't think I'd ever, and I probably mentioned this before, I don't think I ever doubt anything that he's ever posted. Mm-hmm. He researches this stuff to the nth degree, so. Super. Super, yeah. Shows up lots of links. And... Yeah. He's been following this stuff for quite some time, too, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right, I thought I'd actually just, you know, pop on, see where everyone was, you know, how things were going and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. It's all going. And... Yeah, well, it's nice to chat with you, Brian, for a bit. Uh-huh. you got your girls, and you probably want to rest up and stuff like that, too. So, like I said, I think Nick's... He's 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 gone, but he's still on the phone, so he's probably just listening. So it's just you and I, and we can we can call it a night and um, whatever. You know, you can relax. And thanks for popping in. It's nice yeah. to be able to have a chat with with a few friends and and had some good conversation. And it was great. 
And, oh, you uh, recorded the call, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm okay. start, starting to remember. <laughs> yeah, had some, no, I'm had just checking that, again. that way I can go back and, you know, listen. Yeah, yeah we had some great conversation, and, and Robin posted some uh, some nice information that we were discussing, and she would find scriptures uh, that we were discussing, and she'd put up the scriptures, and I put a couple up, you know, just to kind of back up what we're saying comes from, from the Bible. And... Uh, but uh, and it was interesting talking with Nick. He had some great uh, great points too, sort of thing. He's not liking the world the way it is either. Who and who doesn't? This is what it's all about. We're searching for truth, eh? But uh-huh. anyway, Brian. Um, yeah. Well, you have a great night. And um, um, if I get time or if I think of it, I don't know when Mike's he's he switched his shows over to Mondays, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. As far as I understand, yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, we might uh, see him. We'll see you soon. <laughs> well, Carl did a call on Saturday. I don't know whether you're aware of that or not. I I I, 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 listen, I listened to part of it, and then uh, I was so beat because I uh, I did some uh, moving that day, and the biggest trailer I've ever seen, and I moved all day, and I'm not in very good shape anymore. I'm getting, you know, older, but uh, I was. Beat. So I listened to him for a while, and I actually laid in my bed and listened to him for a while, and then I thought, well, I can't leave this computer running because um, everybody else that's here falls asleep, and they'll have to listen to it. So I, I turned it off partway through, but it was nice to listen to Carl because sometimes you get other people on there, and, and uh, they're all interesting. They're all, but when, when Carl comes on, you, you just got to, I have to listen, you know. But I, I'd like to listen to more of it, but I was too exhausted. From this this one day well, I got my, I got my workout in the last couple of days so it was good. Well, that's the one thing is you can always you know you can download the call. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't really posted much in the last little bit, but at least you can uh, download this last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Brian. Well, you have a great night, my friend, and and uh, a, a nice evening with your babies. Well, they're asleep. How long do you, how long do you have them? Audrey and I go to bed. They're off to school tomorrow from your place? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Is the school very far from your place? About 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. You get them through the week, too? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, a, it's, okay. a, it's a 50-50, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Sorry? That's nice. Yeah. I've got lots of activities going on, so making each show isn't uh, isn't so easy, so. Yeah. No, I know. Not everybody can. You know, not everybody can. We've got lives to do. Well, we all like to think that the, the world is, uh, you know, you know, i got a show going on at this time, you know, everybody should be on it this, this time, but, you know, I mean, uh, life does no. go on, uh, as long as no, they're important, we can go back to, and that's pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't th- think that way because I know the shows that I can't make it to, you know, or sometimes you just don't feel like it. You, you, you know, your mindset is not to to listen to the seriousness at the time. You know, your brain gets tired. It's a muscle. It's got to rest, and sometimes we just can't take it in. You know, there's for me personally. So sometimes I just don't go on because I want my mind to have a rest. Because we're all in such a fast-paced, busy world, 
It's just go, 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 go. And uh, we, sometimes we just can't take things in. We just need a rest from, from certain things, eh? So no, I, well, I don't get I don't get offended because people don't come. You know, I know other people are busy. I've, you know, we we've talked with enough people to know that some people got some serious cases going on. You know, and they got to do their research, and they they don't have time to be on a talk show and just sit for four hours. And they got to, you know, you know, people's got some serious things going on in their life. So I don't get offended if, if somebody doesn't come to my show. I know they got a life. Yeah. I know who my I know who my friends are. Yeah. And that's what's important, eh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are my friends, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, thanks. So, anyway, I'll let you go. Oh, guest mm-hmm. thirteen just popped in. Hi, guest thirteen. We were just, we were just, uh, Brian and I were talking on the phone here, and we were just heading out. So, um, unless guest thirteen, if you've got something. Uh, on your mind that you want to chat about, we were talking about the Bible and and uh, what kind of government God's supposed to set up, because the Bible talks about God's government, kingdom. You know, when you pray, let your kingdom come. So we were talking about that. What's going to happen with the earth? We were talking about that. Um, do you have anything um, that you'd like to discuss, Guest Thirteen? No? No comment. I'm not getting a response. Well, there might be a slow type or two, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people get a couple... It's funny with this chat. You only get a couple of sentences and then it doesn't want you to print anymore, eh? <laughs> I guess in case people get in there and want to... I don't know why. I think people should be able to write as much as they want. It's not like the chat's going to fill up. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a page that's going to be the end of the chat. Well, uh, I'm just kind of waiting, Brian, to see if Guest 13 has any comment here and wants to um, give us an idea of a subject they might want to talk about if, or they're just popping in for out of curiosity. Yeah, well, like like you said, you know, you're recording the show. If they have anything that they... Uh want to review, they can always download the show right after the yeah. call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they can get a kind of a, a brief outline of what your show is all about. So. Yeah, yeah, true. It's because it is recorded. And so then maybe G13 will be somebody else the next time they come on and, you know, have a little bit more intuition about the, the whole idea. Yeah, what the talks yeah. talk can be about, yeah. No, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's kind of picked me up. It's made my evening. It's nice to chat. With never know. It might. You never know. It might just be a scanner, and you know, someone just you know going through and see what's live at the time, and popping in and out of a yeah. talk show and see what's going on. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, uh, probably all do that anyway. Yeah. You know, there's a show that sounds interesting, and then we pop in and see what it's about, and pop out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I've never really scanned. I I've never really went. Through, I I've went through them before. I have went through them a couple of times and just to, you know, look at the titles and see their picture and just kind of curious. I've, there's quite a few of them, isn't there? There's a lot of talk shows. Always, I think there's always something live going on. If a person really 
you know, wants to to get into a talk show. I think there's always something live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, I guess I'll let you go then. I've got a response. Yeah, I'm going to be heading to bed. Okay. All right. Well, you have a nice rest and a good right. morning with you, with your with your darlings. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks for dropping in, Brian. All right. Chat with you later. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.